Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. This week, notably absent, is John taking, filling his shoes and his own shoes is Jared Walker. The moment of silence here for John. Um, <laughs> an awkward silence, if anything. An awkward silence. Uh, uh, in, John, in John's absence. Yeah, just you know, a, just, awkward just, silence. Of, let's just give it a second where John yeah. would probably be saying something uh, yeah. here. All right, well, John's gone, <laughs> and uh, we're moving on. <laughs> what if he was, like, literally off the show forever, and that was, like, the way that we... <laughs> that was it. <laughs> The way that we did it. <laughs> or, you know, in post, you know, you can literally put something in from that's, John. That's true. I could. You know, I right, could right, just take right random there, things. You know? I mean, we have, at this point, 300-something hours worth of things that we've said. I'm sure we could piece together something. You could edit together a whole podcast. Oh, man. A whole false podcast. You know, just <laughs> a fake cast. <laughs> a fake cast. Uh, so this week, we are reviewing The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. What else are we getting into this week? Well, uh, Disney Plus. I wanted to talk about that. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we're, getting, we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, sorry. The, the main thing is the Mandalorian. The main thing is the Mandalorian, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I was just wanting to know what to expect, you know, okay. in, the next, in the next whatever. I should have briefed you beforehand. I'm sorry. I, yeah, there was uh, no, I don't know how much you guys know about this <laughs> podcast, but uh, there is no pre-brief. I mean, like you walk into a dark room <laughs> with curtains and a hallway that leads to this chair that I'm sitting in. I can't even see Chris. I don't know where. He is. <laughs> just uh, a voice so, out of yeah, the nether. It's just like, this is how you're on this podcast. You don't get told anything, and then they just want you to say things that maybe people will like. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, yes. it's wild experience. And if you don't, we just kick you off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, what have you been up to this week? Watching The Mandalorian. Uh, Man. You know, just uh, a couple of times, and then watching things about The Mandalorian, mm. and then just watching a bunch of other people talk about The Mandalorian. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I work at an auto shop by day, and uh, so if I'm just deep in a project, I've probably just got headphones in, and I'm probably just listening to something about Star Wars. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah, it's great. Do you ever just listen listen to Star Wars while you're working? No, no. But uh, one one of the other guys at work uh, was playing. Uh, he did play. He did. He wa- he watched the Mandalorian uh, at work. He was nice. over, there, over there, like pulling an engine out and like had the Mandalorian. <laughs> Man, I feel like I, c- I can't. I can't work. I have to like concentrate on it. Like I have to like really pay attention. Like I blacked out all the lights in here. So I'll yep. tell you my story. I'll tell you my story of the Mandalorian. Ooh. So um, uh, I have a funny one as well. We knew it, we knew it was coming out on. Uh, Technically, Tuesday morning. Tuesday, yeah. It was, it was allegedly going to drop it uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time was what I had heard. Right. That's what I had heard and read. And I'd read some things, but then, and then I but I knew that. I think that was intentionally false oh, to 100%. try to avoid. What happened? What still happened, apparently, <laughs> which I had no issues. I didn't either. I never had any okay. issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I was, uh, and then I, I, I had checked. Um, so I watched on my Xbox, and I had checked the, the Xbox store at like uh, 11, because I was like, well, maybe if it comes out at, ele- at midnight Eastern time, because like Disney Plus was supposed to drop sometime around midnight. Right. I wasn't there. 
And so finally, it was around 12, and I checked again. I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to go to bed. And then I got, like, literally, as I was getting up, up off the couch, uh, got a text from my friend Megan. It was like, it's on Apple TV and iOS. And I'm like, oh! And so it wasn't even like, I didn't even watch The Mandalorian on my TV the first time. I watched it on my phone. I, like, attached my, like, surround sound headphones to it and then, like, via Bluetooth and watched The Mandalorian holding my phone up as close to my face as I could focus wow. on. that's awesome. <laughs> uh, it ended up, like, showing up on Xbox at, like, 1 a.m., but, like, yeah. I'd already watched it at that point, so right. it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. What was your story? Oh, man. Uh, wow. I'm shocked that that's your story <laughs> um, because here's mine, is that uh, I had uh, – I. I honestly didn't expect it to be released early. Like, I, for some reason, I had just just kind of written it off, or maybe it, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I was just like, "It's coming! It's coming up at five. I've got to be at work at seven. There's plenty <laughs> of time in there, so yes. I'm going to wake up at five and just watch the Mandalorian <laughs> before work." And I did. I woke up right right at five. That's amazing. And I was like, "Boom! Mandalorian time!" Grabbed my iPad and. Uh, Got on the App Store to see if the Disney Plus app was on, on there. Yeah. And it was. And I was like, sweet, download. It was like, mm, yeah, about that. We can't download because uh, your iPad is not updated enough. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I really don't like updating my devices. I don't either, dude. <laughs> because, I'm still on the old iOS on my phone. But, yeah, it was like you – but it. I'm so bad about it, though, that it was like – you can't even update it here. You have to hook it up to a computer what? to update your iPad. You can do it online anymore? No. Well, oh, because no. I was too many updates behind. Oh, it man. It was like, you need to be iOS 12 to even download this new iOS, and you're like <laughs> on Windows 94 or something. Nice, like that. nice. <laughs> so, I was like, so I went down that path for a little bit, oh, and I'm man. like hooking it up to the computer. And you're like up against the clock to now, too. Yeah, I'm kind of against the clock because – we found out it's obviously a little bit shorter episode, but like I was anticipating it to be close to or up to an hour. Yeah. So I was like, man, I got to get this thing going. Couldn't get the iPad thing working at all. So similarly, I also watched it on my phone, uh, <laughs> yes. which I don't know how large your phone is. Mine is very small. I mean, uh, because oh yeah, I because like I the... like smaller phones, but like this thing is like a two by four inch type type phone, maybe. Um, yeah, yours, but, yours, yours is the like just the step below. Like, yeah. mine's the seven plus. Yours but is like there the was size just below no, that. and I there was like a a point one percent thought in my brain where I was like, well, you know, just this is a bust, and I just won't watch it before work. I'll just watch it after, and then I was like, there's no way I'm not going to watch this right now, <laughs> even if it's on my tiny phone. Hundred <laughs> percent. So so so, and I didn't even have. Uh, Surround sound speakers or anything. I mean, just phone speakers. <laughs> I mean, ju- I mean, literally, dude. Just, just literally, just boom, right there, sitting in a chair. That's amazing. Five thirty in the morning, watching The Mandalorian, and That's awesome. it was glorious. Still, you know, it, it still, you know, it was awesome, regardless. Of that. And then later that night, we because none of our TVs will. Uh, that's part of it. We're trying to figure out. I've got a PS3, yeah. which doesn't have Disney Plus, obviously. Oh, and uh, then we have uh, an older, like, smart TV okay. that Hulu recently stopped working on because oh, they no. can't even support Hulu. We're like, well, it's not going to have Disney Plus. <laughs> um, so we were like in the process of trying to get a Roku for the TV, and then that's what we're using now for for Disney Plus. All right. Um, but like at five thirty in the morning, that's the only uh, option I had, and, <laughs> oh, uh, and I and I took it, and it was and it was great. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I was happy for anything Star Wars. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, anybody. I, I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. I mean, I've told 
everywhere. I don't have a first memory of Star Wars. Like it's mm. just like there's no memory that doesn't have Star Wars. Mm. Like there's no memory where I wasn't a massive Star Wars fan. <laughs> That's amazing. Because I was just born into a family that was already into it, and always Friday Friday yeah. nights, not even a question. We were watching Star Wars, and probably other nights, but just like specifically Friday nights, every single week, like of my life, was watching Star Wars. That's awesome for sure. And, I mean, that, uh, that, so. No, sorry, so, so no, no. the fact to just be able to wake up and I, I, I'm, I'm also a big TV show guy. Like I, I love yeah. TV shows. I, I, I like the in-home experience uh, a little more than the theater experience yeah. a lot of times. And to be able to just wake up and instantly just – it ended up being my phone, but flip on my phone and watch brand new Star Wars content right then, right there. Didn't have to wait in any lines. Didn't have to get tickets. Didn't have to – uh, you know, drive anywhere or, you know, sit in a room and watch a bunch of previews. It was just right there at my fingertips. Done. And like, that's been the dream, you know, yeah. for, for, for so, for so That was George long. Lucas's dream. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Cause I, they were planning on making some kind of live action Star Wars TV show back like 15 years ago. And yeah. then that never came into fruition. And so now that this is finally, uh, dropping, I think even, I think even if it was bad, I still probably would have liked it, you know, to, to, yeah. some, de- to, to some degree, just because I'm that much of a Star Wars fan and just to have it so accessible. Yeah. And I also think that TV shows, in my opinion, are a little more uh, forgiving sometimes as far as, you know, maybe quality or maybe things that you don't like. Yeah. Because well, I mean, it's, you, this, ongoing, you one, you know, right, it's this ongoing thing. So you're just like, ah, I didn't like it. But as long as you kind of like the general outline, yeah, it's so easy to just be like, next week's probably going to be great. You know, it's right. just like rather than, well, three years from now when another movie comes out, maybe that'll be good. You know, right. it's it's so much easy just to forgive and forget, and then move on and just enjoy the experience. Yeah, that was something that uh, Ewan McGregor said uh, recently. Whenever he was, someone asked him like, "Well, are you are you bummed that because apparently." Uh, a Kenobi was supposed to be a movie, yeah, or and even he, a trilogy of yeah. uh, films. And they were they were like, "Are you are you bummed that it's a TV show now?" He's like, "No, it actually no. gives me like more time to tell the story that we want to tell." So that I'm I'm actually excited about that. So mm-hmm. and he's been doing cool. some TV stuff with like Fargo and stuff like that yeah. too. So he's so he's uh, you know knows that world a little more. Uh, I talked about it last week, but you weren't here. I saw Doctor Sleep. Did I tell you that? Oh, really, dude? He did amazing. The the, the box office flop. Yeah, uh, I know, man. but it was so good, though. <laughs> you know what? I heard some, somebody say something that was really funny. They were like, man, if they would have called it The Shining 2, it would have made $30 million Probably. opening weekend. Like, no one knew. It's, it. just, it's just brand marketing. you know. Because, yeah. yeah, I heard it was so, so good. It is. And that people really, really dug it. But I think it was probably, unfortunately, at a loss because we live in such this world where, like, you – need to have things tied to other things yeah. to like get just the general consumer out there. Obviously anybody who's a hard, hardcore shining person was, knew it was coming and was right. anticipating it and seeing it and telling their friends, but just the general person that's flipping through being like, ah, oh, let's go to the movies this weekend. What's there? Dr. Sleep. I don't know what that's about. Like, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Let's go see the next thing. I hadn't thought about that, but you're hundred percent correct. Like I have a friend who like, he loves the shining. It's like, it's one of his favorite movies. Right. But like, even he, I, I was told, I thought for sure. Like I tell him, Hey, I, I saw Dr. Sleep and he was like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. bro. I mean, that, that's, that's literally it right there. You know, like that's, and I've even, uh, it, it, it's, it blows my mind sometimes or, or I, I forget how much I am a huge, just like movie and TV You're nerd like know. and, and so many of my friends are as well. And I forget just, you know, this, this term, like the general consumer or whatever, yeah. like how kind of that 
much that person or that type of person doesn't know or isn't in touch. And yeah, even for people that are like big Star Wars fan, like for sure, I was talking to somebody at work, you know, they're like, hey man, you like Star Wars? Oh yeah, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I'm like, what do you think about the Mandalorian coming out? What? Like, <laughs> you're just like, what? Like, how do you not know? <laughs> about, you know like, yeah. I've known about this from like, you know, the, the more, like two years ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it almost like, and uh, it, that's an interesting, interesting point. Like, I think it almost like, there, it's almost like here you, you can be a fan of something, but is this thing also your hobby? Like, right. I, yeah, I, you know, yeah. like I would say it's a hobby to know about these things, not just be a fan of them, mm-hmm. you know, and like what's what are they making and what are the rumors? Like, that's I right, mean, right, right. Like, a perfect another perfect example is that again, it's like the, the, the general consumer, just the most of the people liked The Last Jedi. That's true, yeah. New Star Wars movie coming out, went and saw it with their family. Had a good time. Yeah. Didn't th- think much more about it than that. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. You know, and 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 it was more so, you know, the uh, the among the hardcore fans that there was more like divisiveness of people that really liked it or really hated it. Yeah. You know, just the majority of people that just went out and saw it. You know, oh yeah, it was good. Yeah. So it, it's 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 the marketing world is so hard to uh, how to get these things out there and and you know because I'll be like oh man they're they're showing too many trailers for this or they're doing this or that and you're just like do you realize how hard it is to get people to see your thing especially right. in 2019 or 2020 you know when there's so much to see and so much to do how do you let people know what's coming yeah totally um so beyond that, the one thing I've been doing that uh, I don't think I've talked about yet as much. So I played. Uh, I've been playing Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and I was playing it's, multiplayer. I talked about it last week, the new one. I was going to say, yeah, uh, I'm that, that that I'm out of touch on the on those type of games. So that wasn't there. So there yeah. used to be a Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. I know that there was. They, <laughs> they yeah, I played it. The, uh, this is like a soft reboot. So like it has okay. like some of the same characters. Hasn't the, and the Call of Duty franchise has kind of been. Down a little it has bit been lately, down. It has or? been down. It, it, like last year, so it's been down. Um, and last year, they kind of went back to basics by removing like the jetpacks and all the crazy like stuff. They used to have like wall running and jetpacks. You could like triple jump, double jump sometimes. Wow! Like it was crazy. It was kind of like Titanfall kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, then last year they brought it back to basics and went back to World War Two. Yeah, World War Two. Um, and uh, like where they stripped all that stuff away. And then this year uh, they rebooted or soft rebooted is what they're calling it the modern warfare franchise and it like sold really great like it's it's one of the best I mean that was one of the most popular ones I mean I mean that's been probably at least 10 years ago right you know and like that was because I said I only played Call of Duty like in passing with some friends when they were playing it and I was you know just always just got my butt handed to me you know (laughs) all all the time but I think that was one of the ones that you know that, that I had played yeah yeah, and so, uh, but so I was. Play- I've been playing the multiplayer. Multiplayer is great. They brought back like the original level designers from Modern Warfare uh, one and two, um, mm-hmm. which has been great. Um, they've made some tweaks along the way. But I played the campaign this past week. Yeah, and it is insane. Likes it's the awesome. campaign a lot. Yes. Are you a person that likes to have like very storied campaigns and stuff like that, or do you pretty much just want kind of really good gameplay? You know, th- throughout. I. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously, everyone wants good gameplay, but like my yeah. brother Jason, like we'll skip every cutscene and like oh, any no, no, game, no, yeah. no matter what, and just like just just get me to the like he'll skip the, them telling him what to do, and then he won't know what to do. It is like, <laughs> like I just had to get I just had to get playing, man. I just had to get playing. <laughs> he played Red Dead Redemption too, yeah, and because uh, he apparently you know really liked Red Dead Redemption, and I'm watching him play, and like I had read some stuff online about the game or whatever, and he's like right, you know, apparently after you have to ride your horse like across America right, in real right, time, right. yeah. To 
to uh, to beat that game. And and I'm like, oh man, well you know you can just I don't even remember it now, but uh, apparently you can just like Is that, you, you can you can just you, get on the train. No, 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 but oh. you can do some kind of like auto run with the horse, can't you? Oh, really? yeah, like, yeah, just you hold can. A, and yeah. if you hit something, of course it'll stop it, but like, you can just go. 100%. And I was telling about that, and he was like, you can do that? He's like, that would save me a lot of time, <laughs> or, or whatever, man. Or whatever. I'm like, you don't, the game probably told you that, man, or whatever. He's like, oh, man, I just skipped all that stuff, dude. You know what I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. That's amazing. He, he, he's nuts. He's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm on the other side. It's difficult to play games with this sometimes because it's just like I want to see this part, man. Like, <laughs> Stop pressing the button. There's. Have you ever played a game like doesn't let? You, well, number one, there's been two things. Like sometimes games will like I'll accidentally skip to a cutscene. I'm like, oh no. Oh, I, want, I want the option to skip. You want the option to skip? Uh, sometimes don't like- they don't give you the option to skip. So like if you're replaying a game and you're just stuck watching all these cutscenes again. Yeah, that happened to me literally the other day. Uh, I started replaying uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And just the intro to that <laughs> game is unskippable. Oh, like, man. Like, if you just start a new game and hit play, like, you got to go through, like, which is, I mean, not, like, insane. There were probably five minutes of just, yeah. like, going through a little cutscene and DK having a birthday party, and here comes the snow creature, and he comes <laughs> in and freezes the air, and you're like, come on! <laughs> like, I was so adamantly trying to... Uh, get past it that I thought something was wrong and I ended up like accidentally turning off the system and oh, had to no. go through it twice because <laughs> I was like, nope, nothing was wrong. I just have to watch it all. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm one who, like I, I enjoy the campaign, right. but like I don't enjoy like excessive campaign. So like uh, John really loves the, uh, the game Quantum Break. But like, so you, I, I really got into that game. I love the gameplay of it. Got into it, but then like after the first level, there's this 30 minute uh, TV show, and it happens between every level, and I just it just stopped me dead in my tracks. 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes between like like he's played it like legit. Oh yeah, between he's, every he's, level. He's played the whole thing. Like you and, and you know he was like, well yeah, I'll play. I would play like something, and then I'd watch the sort of 30 minute TV show, and then I'd go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That just like seems like I I just can't get into that rhythm, man. Like I if I'm playing, like I want to play. Like all just like an animated cutscene, right? No, like no, it's actually it's live action. It has it's live a action. live action thing. Yeah, yeah. So live action TV show in between every level. It has like Littlefinger from uh, Game of Thrones. In it. <laughs> Is it like? They had live action cutscenes in Jedi Knight uh, Dark Forces Two, and it's like it's a it's they're terrible. I mean, like the most terrible again, low budget fan made Star Wars you've ever seen. And uh, is that what it's like? I don't know because I didn't like, watch it. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it. Wow, I was like, I can't. That's I interesting. Know. That's that's yeah, no. that's a new dimension. Like so I I like that stuff to a degree. Um, like I like the Uncharted games where you know yeah, you get a totally. little bit of play and there, but there's so much put into the story and kind of the the acting performances of the cutscenes and like I really like the cutscenes and following the story as well. Um, but that's that's a different thing. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you've got some kind of like structure where you can you know do it like that, we're just like yeah, you know, every night I play a level and watch an episode and that's it. Yeah, you know, it's just like oh no, okay, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, they would kind of be unfortunate if you liked the TV show but didn't like playing. I mean, I guess you could probably I mean, find it online. Yeah, then you have to like but then you're like, oh, I gotta like get through this level just so I can watch my TV show. Can't just turn on Netflix <laughs> and watch it. Gotta just beat a level first you for know? me to watch my stories. Yeah, I feel like at that point you just like put it on like flat out easy and just like <laughs> run through the whole thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I really liked that campaign, uh, because I was able to, uh, cause, uh, so it's like, um, 
uh, on the Call, the Call of Duty the Call of Duty campaign. campaign. Um, because it, they, they remix it's a soft reboot of mm-hmm. the Modern Warfare franchise, so it has some of the same characters, um, but in like a more modern day. And like, I mean, in the original spoilers for uh, original Call of Duty Modern Warfare games, but like they nuked DC and like all this crazy stuff that you're nice. like, eh, if we're picking up, you know, after the fact, <laughs> we have to deal with a lot of baggage. And uh, I, guess so, you, I guess you didn't. No, 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 no. I mean, no. This is like. I mean, this is, it takes place in modern, modern day now, but it's like mm. this character is the fact that they're there. They're just in this new like version. Are you overseas or in America? Um, you are overseas. Oh. Um, but like the, the the cool thing about it, like I, it, it did some really cool. Like the gameplay was re- really varied. There's like some sniper missions. There's some missions where you're like basically, you know, uh, night vision goggles going into this compound, kind of like you know you're going to get Osama right. bin Laden. Only it's not Osama bin Laden, you know. And you're making right. like very questionable decisions sometimes. And uh, I really, I really uh, enjoyed like just the as outside of that that game. Like I'm like, when would I ever experience? this kind of like decision making or like, you know, do right. I shoot this person in front of their family or like, do I, mm-hmm. you know, like waterboard this person or not <laughs> or like just crazy stuff. Yep. I haven't had that decision in life. <laughs> you know, maybe some of you out there have, uh, no, that's, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Somebody possibly has, um, or some would say I have had the decision and I've just said no, <laughs> you know, cause I've it's never, uh, you know, in theory, I could have gotten away with it. We you could know, have done probably, it any probably a scenario that I could have done that in, but I've, I have not done that. You could I've, have waterboarded me yeah. at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, well, hmm. <laughs> some stuff that I can't really mention on the podcast. Oh, know, no. It's running through my brain. All right, know, okay, just, cool. Well, uh, you can... I mean, there was an incident with, the, with a certain chair that one time. Oh, that's we, true. We went pretty deep with that guy. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I really ran him through the ringer. Yeah, that's true. Um, Threw him into a, into a, a shallow grave. Anyway, uh, did you finish Call of Duty? Uh, have you no. already beat, beat yeah, the yeah, whole no. thing? So I'm literally on the last level. Like I'm like I'm gonna finish it tonight. Oh wow! After this podcast, while it's like uploading, or while you're waiting for Mandalorian episode two. Yeah, hundred. Oh <laughs> man, yes, hundred <laughs> percent, totally. All right. Well, we ha- we're gonna talk about the Mandalorian later, but first we have some news. All right, the news. I have I have two pieces of news. Okay. Number one. Have you seen so the this new? Is, this is a live reaction to the news. Have you me, seen the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Ooh, I did see the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. And that's, how, that's, that's how an different it is. That's an interesting <laughs> time. I mean, it's different in the way it looks, but yeah. also just the trailer as a whole, I feel like, was just... And maybe the second trailer would have always been a little bit more like this, but I felt like just the, the vibe of the trailer in general was much different totally. than the other one. And, and this is an interesting topic you know, to, uh, to me. Uh, because how long was that? Six months ago? Yeah, or I mean, when the they, they released for anyone that doesn't, they released the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer because it's supposed and, to be out by now, right? I think it was supposed to come out this fall originally, and then they did, pushed it to next year, and then like you know said they yeah, were that's right, they, Sonic. they did they did even bump the whole thing back. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, because there was such insane fan <laughs> backlash. <laughs> yeah. from the first trailer about mostly just how Sonic looked, which he just, did look. N- like insane. It just yeah. It was a, it was a weird take to me. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I said this is just a yeah. genuine reaction. I just it's one of those ones that you're just like because no movie just gets made willy nilly. I mean, right. there's just like endless talk and thought and storyboards and producer and director and money guy over here and like so many things that go into it and you're like and this is what it was at the head of that <laughs> that you were just like. Uh, and I don't know, were they just 
trying to just like, well, we don't want to do anything that looks like Sonic at all. Let's just make it look like uh, a random CGI hedgehog. Like, you Dude, know. that's a great idea. Like that, that was that. Well, that was the that was the, the the questions that we had the first time. We're like, why in the world? How did this get made like this? Yeah, like in a world where we have you know Pokemon. And the Pokemon movie, which was relatively pretty good, and it was like, relatively good. And, and if anything, it looked incredible. Looked amazing. And, yeah. and how do we end up with this derpy-looking Sonic the Hedgehog? It's pre- it's pretty wild. So <laughs> so then, fast forward to now. What are your what are your thoughts on oh, I, on on the new trailer? And do you have any excitement for the Sonic movie in general? Yeah, I, it's because I know you're a, you're a big Sonic. fan. Oh yeah, I love Sonic. Big Sonic fan. I played almost every Sonic game. If I haven't, I don't know which one I've missed. Right, uh, <laughs> slipped through the cracks. <laughs> yeah, even down to like, there's this game called Sonic Fighters that was apparently on the original Xbox or something like that that I downloaded digitally the other day because I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What is this? I didn't know this existed. Uh, you thought you could sneak <laughs> one past me, right? eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it. I think it looks fantastic. I think Sonic looks great. Um, and that's a weird thing. I'm like, is it just the fact that he looks better the way? Is that the reason I'm responding to this trailer better? Like, I I don't know. There's not a whole lot that's different. Like, I still have the same questions. I maybe I've just come to terms with like I like still like why is uh, Doctor Robotnik this like goofy weird guy? I don't know. Like, sure. I don't know if Jim Carrey is the guy for Doctor Robotnik, but maybe he is. I don't know. But but, uh, in, in just terms of like Sonic the Hedgehog and like. That character, he looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all for it. I, it's, I'm actually more excited now. I would, uh, I, I would agree with those sentiments. I would say my just general excitement for the movie in general is just pretty, pretty low. Like yeah. uh, overall, I don't think it looks. And I like the new trailer, and I don't think it looks terrible to me. And uh, and I don't, tr- I don't really want to say this too derogatory. It just seems just like more of just like a fun movie for kids or something like that. Totally. Like to me, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I may end up going going to see it in the right scenario or something. And it uh, definitely looked a lot better. You know, to me, it kind of in a much more upscale way. You know, it kind of reminded me of you know, like the Looney Tunes movie or like something like that. You know, like this, <laughs> yeah, 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 this like kind of or like quirk- Space Jam or something. Space Jam. You know, this quirky kind of like you know animated versus reality. But uh, I don't know how much they even like acknowledge it. You know, or do they? Uh, kind of, you know, yeah. Like if I'm piecing together anything like, from like, the trailer, or, like was he tripped out that it was a talking hedgehog? I, I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I, yeah. He's that's why he like screamed, and okay, then like Sonic okay. screams. I think like it looks like at the beginning of the trailer, like Sonic's in the Green Hill Zone or whatever, and goes through this giant ring and pops out in the real world. And then like at the end of the trailer, there's these shots of Doctor Robotnik in what looks like a video game world. So if I'm gonna piece together what I think the thing is, okay, Sonic somehow escapes his world, comes to our world, messes around, Robotnik goes after him, and then somehow they end up back in Sonic's right. world. It definitely end. is overall, especially from the Robotnik uh, perspective. You know, it, it seems like an origin story for Robotnik. I believe in the first trailer, yeah, he was, you know, he, or. In this one too, yeah, he, he he you know he's trying to get people to call him doctor. He's like, they're right. like oh, Mr. Robot. He's like oh, Doctor Robotnik, you know, yeah, yeah, or whatever. So you know, it's and at the end of the last trailer, you know, you saw that there is a shot where eventually he'll have the bald head and <laughs> right. the, and the crazy giant orange mustache or whatever. <laughs> Maybe he just turns into that when, when he, he goes, goes in the, the other video world. game world. Yeah, that'd be fine. Actually, I'd be more okay with that than like anything else. Yeah. So, uh, um, and I think if anything, all of this is just a testament to. Trailers are such a wild thing. I know, man. Overall, like I hate them and love them because it's just like I, I I like movie trailers and you know I look forward to when a movie trailer for a movie that I want to see comes out. But 
man, they just overall mean almost absolutely nothing. Right. Like, in, in comparison to what the film will actually be like. Yeah. Some, and not that they can't, it's more so just you'll, you'll never know. There are some movie trailers that are very accurate to the to the movie, and then you go see the movie, and you're just like, "Oh, that movie trailer like really set that movie up well." Yeah. And then there's so many that you go see, and you're like, "What movie? What? What? This is not what I came in here for." Like, yeah. you advertise one movie, and then it's just like a totally different movie, and sometimes it's not even bad. Right. Like what one like that to me was. Uh, there was that Matt Damon uh, downsize me movie. Did you ever watch that? No. Uh, where he goes it looks, small. It looks good. I wanted and, to see and it. everything. It is a massively different movie than was advertised. You know, it was advertised as this like comedic, quirky comedy where he gets small and goes yeah. and lives in this like little small society, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and Whoa. then the rest of the movie is like not in the trailers at all. What? Where like he he shrinks himself and goes to the tiny society. And pretty much just like instantly hates all of that. Oh my gosh. And ends up like going on some like giant adventure, like sailing away like down into like the Amazon what? with a bunch of other tiny people, <laughs> like, you know, and goes to other like tiny societies. <laughs> no. I mean, seriously. And it turns into this like it was funny at times, for sure, but it was it was very much just like a heartfelt drama. Wow! At the dang, end of the man. day, and it wasn't even bad. Like I said, it was it was yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, like it's a, not what you're expecting, a pretty good film or whatever. But you're just like, why didn't they advertise this movie? <laughs> like this is crazy. It's like uh, I mean, it's kind of like you know, taking a drink of something that you think is like water, and it's like, oh no, that's uh, clear Kool Aid or something. Right? You're like at- what? And to me, I, I personally, and people may disagree, like, I think it's a problem. Like, I, I don't like it uh, at all when movies do that. I want the, the trailers to reflect the movie that I'm going to go see. And it makes me, like, concerned a lot of times. You know, I'm so timid nowadays, you know, again, big Star yeah, Wars yeah. fan. You see all these new Star Wars trailers come out. And that and doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. just something to try to get people talking about it, to get people to go see it, to get the buzz going. And so you throw in, you know, Dark Ray at the end of a trailer, mm-hmm. and then the world goes insane. And it creates such this. I, I honestly think that it ruins the movie a lot of times uh, because you go and see the movie, and you have, and especially in 2019, I feel like it. Wouldn't it be even big, as big of a deal if this was happening in the 90s? Mm-hmm. But right now, when there's so much movie speculation, there's so many YouTube channels and podcasts and everybody talks about That they every- know are going to take grab yeah, hold of they're that. They're going to grab this stuff. They're going to talk about it. Everybody talks about the production that's happening on movies. And, of course, like we talked about earlier, so many people don't listen to that stuff. Right. But for the people that do... Like you've speculated about every single possible scenario that could happen, and you've probably honestly written a cooler movie than mm-hmm. is going to come out, <laughs> and then it comes out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, the Dark Ray thing. It's not even in the movie." You know, yeah, it, it's, it was, it, man. it's like Hulk being at the end of Inven- the uh, Avengers: Infinity War yeah. trailer. Oh, it just wasn't even there. Yeah, and you're just like, that just that's that just doesn't sit sit well with me. You know, it's just like I or I'm, man, uh, Star Wars related, uh, Rogue One. That first trailer, like when dude, I went back and watched it recently. It was, Almost mm. none of it, is and it's in the such movie. a good trailer, dude. It was such a great trailer, and like, had a couple of very cool, intriguing things in it. I'm sitting and, there in and the and theater, waiting for that stuff to happen for the, for the most part. But I, I hate thinking about just like, well, what, what was that movie before they changed it a bunch? You right? Know? 
it's so it's like when it's, he's like out on the water. Like that's what that's the shot. That's, what was he doing out on the water? He's out on the water, or you have Jin actually running on the beach with the oh, plans, yeah. and the ATATs are shooting down. Oh my on gosh, him. it's so good. Um, and you have her dressed up in the rebel outfit yep. in the hallway that kind of looks like the Empire Strikes Back uh, Cloud City yep. hallway that Luke's standing in. That's how the trailer ends, where she's in disguise in there, and you're like. Okay, well, like there was some stuff in that, that I thought was pretty cool, and I liked Rogue One. But you're just like, man, like I, I hate that it was like that, and so it always just makes me trailers just make me nervous most yeah. of the time. And and even coming from someone who's like loved it, I've loved every one of the Episode Nine trailers yeah. that have come out. I've watched them a ton of times. I really in, enjoy them, but then I, it just makes me more nervous for the movie because mm-hmm. you're just like, I already feel like the same thing is happening again. I, I personally, people may disagree. I feel like Last Jedi was very much that way to where it advertised totally. a lot in, yep. the, in trailers. And then the movie that actually came out, you know, the movie opens with like a your mom joke or something like right. that. It's just like, okay, if that <laughs> yeah. was going to be the tone of the movie, put that in the trailer. Yeah. Why didn't you put it in the trailer? Because you thought that people wouldn't like it then and why wouldn't go the see the movie? Then why is it in the movie? There's yeah. so many things that just doesn't make sense to me yeah. in that regard. And uh, it, it, this would kind of segue perfectly into uh, the, uh, the Mandalorian uh, trailers. I feel like the Mandalorian trailers and everything that I saw about the Mandalorian and everything I heard about the Mandalorian kind of showed up in the Mandalorian. Totally. Like when, when, yeah. when, I, when I watched episode one, I was like, oh, this is exactly kind of what I thought was uh, being advertised to me. Yeah. And, and I think that's a big part of why it kind of uh, is going over really well. Yeah, and that's, and you know, it's like I, I, that last point that you made, it is almost like, are you really, are you confident in your movie? Is that, yeah. or, or not? Like, are you, are you willing to show us all what you think that this is? Yeah. You know, like, because, I mean, I want to see what it is. If you, if you don't think I'm going to want to watch that, then why in the world are we going to watch it? Like, right. Why are we making they, it? Yeah. They, they just, you know, decide to do trailers full of nostalgia and, you know, a good score yeah. and, you know, some cool shots and, and just, it's, yeah. I understand people got to make their money, but it's just, I, I hate that it's so much skewed that way to where you lose sight yeah. of uh, the vision of the film that you're actually trying to make. And I, again, personally think that if you just make a really, really good movie, it uh, it makes money. Totally. Look at something like The Joker. Or Unless so, or it's something, Dr. Sleep. Or something like that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you do fair, have to market it in some way. You fair, have to market fair, it well. Fair enough, fair enough point with, with Dr. Sleep. But also you could argue that the that – Doctor Sleep, however good of a movie, is kind of more of a uh, smaller audience of a film That's true. in general. Yeah. Uh, there's not a ton of people that you know like uh, you know even people that knew what it was may not have liked The Shining or may not have liked horror, horror movies and may not have wanted yeah. to go see it. But look at a movie, uh, you know, something like Avatar is like a perfect example that like mm. didn't even open that big, mm-hmm. but like the buzz about it was just so good. People liked it. It was such a people loved the 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 3D IMAX yeah. experience to go see the movie, and it just kept making money because people kept going kept going to go see it. And then in like a Star Wars case, you know, um, the general consumer again is a big part of what makes money, but also it's the hardcore fans that see your movie. 15 times in right, theaters right. because they loved it. Yep. Whereas um, that's been me on some movies. And then sometimes I've seen them and it's just like, huh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely watch it again, but I'll just wait till it comes out on DVD. You know, Did it's you just see like The Last bit. Jedi more than once? I think I did. 
I saw it twice. I, I think I saw it twice. I saw it the first time. I was like, I need to at least give it one more shot. But I think I only saw, and, and I even fairly liked Solo. I think I only saw Solo once. I only saw that once, yeah. Um, but something like uh, The Force Awakens, which again has its flaws, but I think I saw that three or four times in uh, in theaters. Oh, just, yeah. Just due to the, just the general excitement that Star Wars was back and that they had done something that was, you know, you know, pretty good for the for the most part. Oh, so much fun, though. And so much fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the 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 second news story, last news right. story, uh, the launch of Disney Plus. The launch of Disney Plus o- o- overall, yeah. It, it's it's been a, it's been a little rocky for them. I have, again, I haven't experienced any of the issues. Yeah, some people said that they were just like you know just didn't work at all, like locked out of content, or, they couldn't you know, watch lo- it. Yeah, a lot crashing. Of, yeah, things. Um, <laughs> I. I can't speak a ton well, to it because I, I, I didn't have, you know, like I said, I, I downloaded the app and loaded it up and it's uh, been fine. We were kind of talking a little earlier uh, off, uh, off the podcast about how there's, uh, you know, some room to kind of like work out some kinks or, yeah. or, or bugs in the, and not bugs, but just like the overall layout and UI of, the, uh, of the Disney Plus streaming service, even though some of them are kind of shocking to me that it's just like, man, there's there's a lot of templates of streaming services right. out there that you can click on and be like, here's <laughs> how they're doing it. Yeah, um, like there's no, like, uh, like there's no... Uh, uh, continue watching yeah, is, continue is the biggest watching. thing that you were saying, which I, which I didn't even realize, you know, at this time that, you know, it will... Uh, now, I haven't, and you were saying something that even I haven't had the experience of, uh, because like I've watched the Mandalorian several times yeah. and, uh, when I've reclicked on the Mandalorian, it's yeah. picked back up to where I was in the, in the episode yes. the last time that I clicked off of it. Um, but you were watching, uh, some old school, uh, like even Stevens yeah. and that you just kind of had it on and rolling through some episodes, but then every time you click back on it, it just starts on episode one, right? Yeah. yeah. So it'll pick up in the middle. Like if you, if say I was in the middle of like episode four and I went back oh, to episode it, four, it will pick up in the middle of it. Interesting. But, but if, if I just press play on like the main like okay. show page where it should like pick up with where you were watching. It doesn't. It just starts with episode one again. Gotcha. <laughs> like, oh man, I gotta find, remember. Like, because like, so some of like Ducktales. Like, whenever I get into there, I was looking at last night. Like, Ducktales. Somehow, a season of television for Ducktales is like sixty six episodes. <laughs> it's like insane. Uh, yeah, that, that's um, that that is partly the way that it used to be, as well as that may not a hundred percent be true. Uh, because I was looking at, uh, you know, that may just be the way that they've compiled it onto mm. Disney Plus. Yeah. Because I was looking at something uh, like the uh, original, uh, not original, the '90s animated Spider-Man series. Yeah. Uh, because I had been kind of watching through that, just like uh, on the interwebs, yeah. and then you know couldn't kind of find any episodes anymore, and so I'd kind of fallen off. And I was like, oh, cool, I can kind of like pick back up watching that show again, and it's all just in one season. You know, one season same for the whole thing. show? Same, same, same thing. It's like 67 episodes in, in one season. And I know for a fact, I'm pretty sure it was five seasons or, yeah. or, or, or something like that. Um, so John was saying like, and maybe this is part of it too. John was saying like, uh, well, before we can move on from like, yeah, like that's, I, until whenever I get into like episode 40 something, I'm like, I don't want to have to scroll to it every single time. I remember that I was on 40 something, you know, right. like I just wanted to pick up where I, was, I left off. Uh, he was saying like, he was looking at some Phineas and Ferb and Darkwing Duck, uh, episodes and like they're out of order, like the, mm-hmm. they're not numbered. How did correctly. he know that? Was he comparing it with IMDb or is he just that well versed on Darkwing Duck episodes? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, he <laughs> does have Darkwing Duck on um, DVD, okay, like the whole series, right? And so maybe he just like 
I don't know if it was like it's like easily readily apparent that they were out of order. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Phineas and Ferb, he just like used to watch on Netflix all the time. He's watched the whole series like multiple times. Right. It's kind of like if like if uh, if I if I started watching Seinfeld mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there was a episode that was out of order, I would notice that. Okay. Like so, like I I can get it, you know, like. So I don't know. That's that's kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know. Like why number them? Number the seasons weird. Why put them out of out of order accidentally? Uh, and I said, <laughs> off the cuff, <laughs> I would say that it's more so like not done intentionally. No, you know, yeah, it, I don't it, think it's, it, on, it's on purpose. It's either just user error or just like I hate to say, just kind of like laziness yeah. of not knowing. Like we've got this file of you know Darkwing Duck or whatever, and just like. Slap it up, it up there. there, you know, um, and then it, that's just the way that it went on there. And like, oh yeah, it's probably right. Yeah, um, and maybe maybe <laughs> Close enough. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, you know. But uh, you know that that could be something. But all, all, all things that can kind of be worked out pretty easily. Um, I think o- o- overall, I, I've really enjoyed that app a, a lot. I think that it's relatively easy to uh, to navigate yeah. and to go around. I like that there are. Uh, because Disney owns so many companies, I like that they have the companies at the top where you know you can click on the Star Wars section or click on the Marvel section or click yeah. on the National Geographic section or whatever. Um, and so it makes things like, kind of even more accessible. Like you know, I have all all the Star Wars you know discs on on Blu-ray and DVD and, and things, but it, it's kind of hard to like not think that this is just like the better option while you have it right here because totally. you can just be flipping around and you're and you're there whenever whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah, I think they yeah, their organization is great. Like, I like how they've divided things up into channels. They've also divided up into, like, here's movies, here's TV shows, or series, I think they call them. Mm-hmm. Here's, like, original Disney Plus series. Yeah. Um, I like the the way that they've um, forged movies. Like, I think it was Solo, maybe. Like, if you go to Solo, it's on there, but it's not available yet. But it, it says, hey, this is releasing on Disney Plus. Oh, December interesting. 16th I, did, I, did, I didn't like notice that. that. Yeah. So, so, like, it'll tell you basically when things are going to be on there, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I like that. Um, and I think overall, like, uh, they do a good job of, like, these are uh, kids' movies. These are, like, Disney, uh, like, um, animation things. Like, the, their organization's great. It was really easy to find what I wanted to find. Um, and I love the, like, just the, the amount of things that I want to watch that I have had no way to watch exactly. until this point. Right. Like, that's the thing. That's the value that it provides. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. There's there's so many um, – Just I mean, we're, we're, we're kids that, you know, grew up in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. or whatever, and there's just so much of that content of just, like, movies that you grew up watching yeah. and TV shows that you grew up watching that, you know, a lot of them, you know, still kind of hold up or maybe they don't and you still want to watch them. But it's <laughs> right. just cool that they're that they're there and that you have such quick access to just like flip on Mighty, du- Mighty Ducks and then yeah. go over to uh, uh, Even Stevens. And then I was saying I watched uh, Iron Will for all the Iron Will fans out there <laughs> uh, last, last night, uh, which I probably hadn't seen in 20 years. Yes, uh, that's amazing. I don't know. Like, I mean, so, but just, it was just there, you know, we were just kind of flipping through and at least my, my wife had never seen it, and she was and it was just like, yeah, you ever seen this? Oh, let's pop it on, you know, and just, <laughs> and, and just check it out. And it was uh, I, had a, I had a great time. So th- it's been really cool for uh, for that. What did you think about uh, their original launch titles outside of the Mandalorian? Did you check anything out, or what did you just think just on face value? Uh, so I haven't watched any of their like original ones. Like the one I want to watch is the Jeff Goldblum one. I watched that last night. Was it good? Uh, it was it was pretty good for the, for the most part. I've been a little. I mean, I think it's cool that they're doing the show, but there's honestly there's there's kind of an element to me about like 
telling the monkey to dance, you know, you know like, like per se. Like Jeff Goldblum is, oh, is, an, is, an, is an incredible person and, and it has just such a, a charismatic and interesting and intriguing personality. But I think that there's an element of that that can be lost when yeah. you are just kind of like, oh, you, you're funny. You got a shtick like here, do it, you know, that type type thing. And so then you then you yourself are kind of questioning. You're like, is this really Jeff Goldblum or is this yeah. just kind of a camera shtick or uh, I don't know? And and it, it it was good for for sure. I'm I'm not knocking it too too hard. But that that's my tibbiness with it of just like ah eh. yeah you know the, it it doesn't seem as like genuine or real as it possibly could be if it even could be is it because it's like like if it was a movie i don't know that we'd notice that is it because it's more like a supposed to be like more of a reality kind of thing uh yeah probably so it's supposed to be a a reality kind of thing but you know but uh, is reality tv reality i mean it's just like uh, uh, it's impossible not to be conscious of a camera being on when a camera when a camera when a camera's on but I, I did enjoy it. The first episode was just about uh, shoes or sneakers. I never called them sneakers growing up, but no. uh, I don't know if you did. No, I call them tennis shoes. Uh, tennis shoes or shoes. You know, yeah, well, no, but, I've never played tennis in any of my tennis shoes. But sneakers. And it was, uh, if anything, I, I thought the episode was in- interesting just from, like, if even if you took Jeff Goldblum out of it, you know, yeah. just from, like, a reality series talking about, Random things, and I don't think that Jeff Goldblum is a is a terrible personality to have kind of guide you uh, along that uh, because it was just interesting. You know, they start off going to this like shoe con like thing, which I, I mean, it's I, I say all the time like there is any anyone you know, yeah, is spending a ridiculous amount of money <laughs> on something that you think is oh, ridiculous, yeah. totally, and you are spending a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money on something that I think is ridiculous. Yes. It's just the reality. Like there's just everybody has something that they're so passionate about that they're just dumping buckets of money into and they see every bit of value in it and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot <laughs> believe that they would buy that." You know, it's just like, you know, someone thinks I'm ridiculous for I don't have this, but I, you know, I would totally buy like a, a couple thousand dollar mountain bike like if I could if I could yeah. afford it. You know, that would be something that I would have value in and think it's totally worth it. Um, but, you know, here you got people spending, you know, just thousands of dollars on shoes or shoe collections or limited series on things. And you're just like, wow, what a crazy world. And everybody's just walking around this carnival, make, like everything's like a crazy cash deal, like for some reason. I mean, it seemed like shady, like in some ways. People are just <laughs> shell, selling shoe collections. You know, they're like, oh, I'll sell the whole thing for 32000 oh, or whatever. You're like, What? Whoa. Whatever, and they're like doing calculators. So like, so that's about three hundred and nine dollars per shoe. Like, okay, hmm, you know, like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like, this is insane. I haven't paid that much for one shoe. Right, Ex- exactly. Um, and so it was cool, just from that, just from that element of a reality TV series going into different topics. And they that's went cool. to like uh, the Adidas factory and like looked at shoes there and nice. how they design shoes there. And so uh, I think overall, it's a win. They're also doing the weekly format with with that show. So oh, there's really? just one, okay. Yeah, so there's just one episode available right now. And I wonder when it's releasing, like what day? Yeah, the, I I do wish that they would be more clear with that, like on the app. Yeah, like I feel like that's I good feel call. like uh, you know Netflix is getting better about doing stuff like that. You know, Hulu new, does new, that too. New season coming here. You yeah. know when or and I, I wish that especially if they're doing weekly episodes. You know. That, and let your audience know when to when to tune back in and not yeah. just flipping through Disney Plus like 
is it here yet? No, or is it here, or just forget about it and maybe see I'll it do. again. I'll, unless unless it's like on a rotating banner at the top, I'm just gonna have to like forget that like something like that's even right. releasing. On so a I would basis. assume it's probably just week to week. Um, but I know the Mandalorian isn't necessarily week to week, so I, I don't know what format they're they're yeah. following. Um, I don't know if you've looked. So what is the? I think there's a some kind of Star Wars documentary on there. What is it's that? An, it's an old one. Was that uh, what was on like the special editions whenever he released it? I think so. Star, okay. Wars, Star Wars Empire of Dreams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an incredible documentary. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, I just didn't know if it was anything I've new. I've seen, I mean, it's, in my opinion, you know, the, the best Star Wars documentary out there. Yeah. Uh, right, right now that it just go, go very, and I think it's like three hour or yeah, two, two or big. three hour documentary that just goes through the entire first trilogy. And uh, just tells the full experience of it, and uh, it's if, if, if it's very much worth checking out. I mean, it's some documentaries can be uh, informative, but kind of boring or something like that. But I, I feel like this one, just from the impact that Star Wars had on the world at the time, mm-hmm. and they really kind of lay a lot of that out, and kind of how much uh, of against the odds, mm-hmm. you know, that it was, you know, that Star Wars was like a sure flop, like mm-hmm. a sure thing to be a flop. And the fact that it rose to what it did is uh, is an incredible story that that documentary really really captures. I yeah. feel like, uh, but yeah, I, I looked around to see if they had any kind of other interesting kind of n- new Star Wars things, and and not really. There's a couple like little uh, Lego shorts on there. Oh, or, nice. Um, That's cool. Uh, they, I, I think they are doing another series. There's a, a Toy Story like little mini clip type series called uh, Forky Has a Question. If if anyone saw Toy Story four, there's the new character Forky, and it's and I, I think it's supposed to be kind of like the like a an educational type thing. It's, and I would assume they're doing more episodes because again, there's only one episode on there, and that one episode is three minutes long, and it's just Forky asking, you know, uh, well, what is money? <laughs> just and and then so then Ham comes in and they just have a conversation literally about just like what money is That's and like amazing. how it works in the world and then they you know and so it's I think it's supposed to be just like a genuine like educational thing for kids to that's like awesome. click on that's entertaining that yeah it seems seems really cool so uh, again I would assume that's going to be uh, a weekly reoccurring episode and not yeah. just one three minute thing about money. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now give it to us, kids. Yes, exactly. Go tell your parents to uh, subscribe. <laughs> That's awesome. So John's John had some like final we'll close with his final thoughts. He said he had uh, he uh, really enjoyed the Mandalorian or the Mandalorian's amazing. He really enjoyed the first episode of the World According to Jeff Goldblum. Um, oh, he mentioned the yeah. We should talk about the the Han Greedo scene in A New Hope is changed yet again. It's changed yet again, which I'm. <laughs> I said, I, I, I don't know how people figured figured this out so fast. I don't know. In, in my mind, like, I just fast forward. I it. think I'm obsessed with Star Wars, and like, <laughs> and I, I listen to a fair amount of like kind of uh, YouTube shows or, or podcasts. You know, they're just general, just movie talk talk about things. And I said, I watched The Mandalorian at 5 a.m. that morning. Yeah. Disney Plus just launched. Yeah. I went to work, and by 9 a.m., I'm <laughs> listening to a uh, you know a podcast with two guys talking talking about disney plus and he's talking about this star wars thing he's like yeah i was just just browsing around and i noticed that they changed the new hope i'm like how did you just casually browse through that you right? just casually watched the first 30 minutes of a new hope and just saw that that was there like or or you just 
went to the haunted grove. I don't even know. But it's, I know. Then, then I went home on my lunch break that day. I went and checked it out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, they did change it again!" Like that's that's I'm, I don't know what I don't know if I'm more mind blown that he already knew that or that they changed it. But it, it is indeed changed. The uh, the debate goes on. Yeah. So apparently, it's from the 4K prints that George Lucas made for a proposed 3D release that never happened. Right. That Disney acquired. And then they never. There's never been any kind of 4K Blu-rays. Nope, there has not. And so, like, this is the first time it's been in 4K. So this is literally the first time we're seeing this change that George Lucas made, like years ago. <laughs> right. And so, so let's let's which let's, he's known about and hasn't said anything about. Right. Let's let's give let's give a, <laughs> let's give a brief history history here. So 1997, 1977, the original uh, Star Wars comes out. There's the famous scene with Han and Greedo. Greedo's giving him. You know, guff about dropping a shipment and how he's a wanted man and everything, and then Han literally just blows him away. Yeah, uh, and he kind of says something to lead lead up to it. You know, he was like, uh, you know, he's like, I'll take your ship. He's like, over my dead body, and then I believe Greedo says, uh, Oh, I would, I would, I would love to. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and then he just blows him away. You know, plain, plain and cut, simple, and which. I don't even think it's as criminal as some people say. Like, the, no. I think that Greedo was clearly going to do not do honorable things at the end of that scene. Also, Han, Han, is, saw, Han is a he's a he's a smuggler. He's a smuggler, and it's it, and yeah, it further reflects the character arc of Han Solo. Um, yeah, that he did start as like you could call him a bad dude or, or whatever, but. And by the end of that movie, you know he is sacrificing, you know him, him himself to save his friends. Whereas in the first, in the beginning, he's clearly just only about himself. And money doesn't care. And money doesn't care if he kills people along the way, whatever. Yeah. And 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 then that was George Lucas's thought when he made the special editions that he you know decided that he didn't like that that made Han Solo seem like too much of a cold character to just kill someone in cold blood. And so then in the special edition, he has Greedo uh, just get a shot off real quick, which still doesn't make sense in my mind. No. How did he miss him? One, how did he miss him? Two, so then so then your scenario here is, okay, Greedo has a gun on him. He not only, he shoots, and in that one millisecond between Han and, the, the Han notices that he shoots and shoots back, like, I, I, I don't... <laughs> Like you would have had to shoot a whole different scene in yeah. like my mind to like to like make a change that was valid in like and and I guess this was a further iteration of trying to make it well so then less then confusing well, then there's another so another so then and whenever the I think the so it was special editions then whenever the Blu-rays released I think it was right um now they have Han like turning his head. And like, because like before it was just oh they did, really yeah like before I never like, I never actually don't have the, the Blu-rays the bolt never went trilogy. on his head it was just like they just like it was all under the table or whatever whenever Greedo would shoot first right and then then and then they had John like move his head over and that was like the the the, the third change wow and now that now he uh, Greedo screams McClunky yeah McClunky <laughs> McClunky. As right. he's shooting at it's him. just like a shot at like everything is the same. It, it's just literally just adds like one second to the scene where like right before it happens, it flashes uh, back to Greedo and he says, you know, McClunky. And then, and then and then they shoot. 
And the same, then the same exact thing happens. <laughs> I, so, I hope someone's out there being like someone, whoever, whoever was with George Lucas at the time when this all like came out, just turns to George and be like, George, what, what does McClunky mean? Well, what, McClunky? I actually do have a, sm- oh, a small, and, and it's not, not confirmed or anything, but, um, and, and this is deep cut stuff here. So when, <laughs> yes. uh, when, when Sebulba in episode one is <laughs> yes. talking to Sebulba An- for life is talking to Anakin and he's like threatening him before the pod race, basically yeah. telling him that he's going to kill him in the race. Yeah. One of the words that he says in the end is like, sounds almost exactly like McClunky like, in his Sebulba thing. Mm. Um, and again, it didn't give subtitles to what it was then, but I would assume from that context and this context <laughs> that it's some type of threat, that yeah. it's some type of swear, that it's some type of, you know, obvious term of aggression, you know, that, that everyone throwing. knows. Yeah, that clearly everyone knows <laughs> that if you say that word, the, the blaster fire's going off, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing that I can pull out that that, that I think that, you know, could be George's justification of it, of just like, okay, well, he was he was literally saying, "I'm about to blow you away before Han shot," and they and they went out. It's just kind of double. If anything, it's like doubling down, oh, yeah. you know, on the fact that like Han wouldn't shoot anyone until he really knew he was about to die, like, until he was about to be McClunkied. Until he was about to be McClunky. It's, yeah, it's, it's like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Nobody calls me chicken. You know yes. Call me McClunky or you're going down. <laughs> oh, man. Overall, I think, like, I, I mean, Disney Plus is a no brainer. I, I love it. Yeah. Like, even with any kind of potential problem, even if it went down for a day, what do I care? It's like, I paid. I, it's free right now. I, we're all yeah. on free trial. We're all on a free anyway. trial. I think it's got nowhere to go but up. Totally. From here. Like, even if this is like, if this is a low starting point, then they've, then they've got a high ceiling that yeah. they're, that they're going to go towards. Cause I, cause you're going to see, like I said, there's very, very, we're loving it so much. Uh, just even aside from anything original, mm-hmm. uh, just from having the old content, you know, we probably would have paid $7 a month just to have access to all this old Disney content. Totally. Yeah. Um, even if they never put anything else on it. And then on top of that, you, you know, they're the original content is, is coming. Like, I mean, there, there's going to be so much more. So many Marvel shows. So many Marvel shows that are happening. More Star Wars shows. Uh, the Lizzie McGuire show that, that's, oh, that's yeah, happening you know, that. at some point. And, and I heard uh, talk that they're doing a Mighty Ducks TV show as That'd well. Be on, on, That'd uh, be awesome. On Disney Plus. And, and I think it'll just keep being things like that. I mean, just look at how much Netflix has changed over the years with their streaming service and the types of content that they've put out yeah. over the years. And, you know, things that we, you know, you, that you never thought that, you know, you would see on, on Netflix, you know, is, you know, now a, a show on there and it'll be the same with Disney plus that they'll just be so much. And I think that, uh, this is a huge thing from like a business standpoint for like Bob Iker, like Bob Iger's not getting any younger. Yeah. He's talking about that. He's going to retire at some point within the, you know, the next couple of years or something like that, or he may have, have a day. I'm not sure. But, you know, this is, like, his big last, like, legacy, like, thing, you yeah. know, is that he's launching this Disney Plus thing and putting all of his eggs in this basket, and this is going to be, like, a huge thing that I think that he will be remembered for because I think that this is going to be a massive yeah. success. Well, uh, and I was even thinking, like, uh, over the uh, last couple of days, I was like, 
so what would keep me like why why would I is this going to cannibalize sales of like their physical media? Oh, physical media is dead. Or well, like except for like right now, like at least on Disney Plus, there's no like there's no behind the scenes featurettes. There's no like there are some. There are where in the extras category. I missed it. They're, they're, Correct. They're, they're, I stand corrected. It, it, it's, it's hit or miss. Okay. It, it's you know it's whatever whatever they so like. Are all the Star Wars featurettes there for like you know Force Awakens or like Last Jedi? Definitely, definitely not. Not okay. not like the documentary or like, or like about those or films like commentaries. Or, I see the commentaries is the biggest thing that I'm on, honestly upset because I really like listening to I love commentary. I love commentary on things. Uh, there there are movies that I have not liked that mm-hmm. I have liked. After just listening to the director talk about his movie yeah. during the whole time, because I, I think there's so much to like realize what somebody's trying to do and what's the vision that somebody really has for this thing. And sometimes you're trying to watch it yeah. one way when it really needs to be kind of watched, you know, kind of this whole different way yeah. that will, you know, kind of enlighten the experience for you so much more. And uh, I haven't found a lot of commentaries. I saw that there was a commentary for Avengers Endgame. On there, but uh, that's the only thing that I found commentary-wise, and that was under the extras. Okay. But I've also hit play on a couple things and tried to like go through the audio options and, and see it, if yeah. one of the audio options was the commentary option on some things. Yeah. But not on the original Star Wars stuff, mm. not on a couple other things that I've checked out. So that that would definitely be something that 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 I think is, uh, and again, can change at any point. Totally. That yeah. they could do it any at any, at any point that, that that's that, that could happen, uh, but there are a bunch of like deleted scenes on mm. several things and uh, on a couple things there were some like featurettes and some people even said that had they were like man there's stuff under the Avengers Endgame like extras that were not even on the Blu-ray that they Weird. released you know so so it's kind of the other way too where it, it would cool. almost seems in some ways you know that. Disney is encouraging physical media to like go go the way of the wayside and just like yeah. it's all going to be streaming, it's all going to be digital. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, and, I mean, physical media is never going to fully die, just right. like the way that vinyl is still around. Right. But it's not it's not a marketable, viable solution to like yeah. make money. Yeah, totally. Cool. That's awesome. I mean, I I hope that they yeah. do just update everything with all that kind of stuff because like that's the stuff that I like. I would normally like. That's why I would buy a movie. You know. Right. Same. And, and again, I think I think fan feedback will be huge, and that uh, that people will, will let Disney know, and that they will make changes. I mean, it's you literally can do anything. It's just like you know, if, if you want that, if they if you want that stuff on there, and they want to put that stuff on there, then it can be put on there. Yeah, they can make any changes to this thing. Yeah, that's the news. That's the news. All right, Jared. On to the Mandalorian. It's time to, yes, time to review. The Mando. The which man. we were discussing whether the Mando <laughs> is a derogatory term. Maybe. Or, or, or not. You know, I, I don't know um, enough about Mandal- I don't Mandalorian derogatory ter- terms. <laughs> uh, but I <laughs> hope to learn. We need to do some deep, deep dive research. Yeah. So, uh, um,. Let's just start with like a spoiler free section and like right. is the you know just overall first thoughts on the Mandalorian. First thoughts like I was saying early, earlier that like uh, I felt like it was uh, a lot of what I expected mm. um, and and in a good way uh, I felt like they you know marketed it, marketed it as one thing I mean John Favreau and Dave Filoni are kind of the, the two big creative heads at the top of this thing. And the whole time, you know, e- even a year ago, they were saying like, "Man, you know, we really want to make something that's just kind of, 
kind of off to the side of the main story of the Star Wars galaxy, but still very just in that fabric, kind of a little bit more kind of outlaw spaghetti Western style. Um, you know, we want to, uh, bring in something that's going to, you know, really resonate with, uh, with everyone, but particularly with original trilogy fans, you know, a lot more. And, you know, they've been, they've been saying those, those things. And then, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this, this, this seems, you know, like uh, pretty much what they said that it would be. And uh, and that helped my experience overall just because it, it was that. But then also uh, not, not, not to say that I saw coming what I saw coming or anything like I, I lo- really liked uh, the, fir- the first episode, um, and uh, I heard some people say it was boring, which I kind of found uh, uh, mi- mi- mind-blowing. Uh, to me, I'm just like, okay, well, you, there's a Transformers movie with a bunch of explosions if you'd like <laughs> to go see that. Um, but like, I was, even, even sitting at 5.30 a.m. watching it on my tiny phone, like I was gripped totally. to that thing. I mean, 38 minutes was not enough for me. I mean, I was every single scene, I was hanging on... Every, every word that was being spoken, I liked uh, kind of the, the, not the emptiness, but just that it was a little bit more desolate. It, it takes was kind its of, time. It takes its time. Yeah. You know, there's not uh, a, a just ton of just jibber-jabber dialogue, but right. the stuff that's said, you know, felt significant. Well, uh, I feel, and, and like it doesn't jump around because it very, doesn't have to. It was very straight. It was very straight through, yeah. uh, and it was very much. And this may kind of change throughout the season, but it's called the Mandalorian, and uh, that that's what they're at least calling the the main character. Um, they haven't officially released what his actual name is, but uh, I believe the Mandalorian was in every scene. I don't think yeah. there were any scenes without uh, without him. So it was no. very much his story, and it very much just kind of chronologically followed him through, like you know, a day in the life, you know, of yeah. uh, of, the, of the Mandalorian. And I really, uh, there were some things that I had kind of speculated about before it had come out. Um, again, not, not, not spoiling, but like before it came out, I kind of assumed that he was going to, uh, get some kind of big bounty that he had to hunt down. And that, that I speculated in my head, I was like, mm, I bet that bounty that he has to hunt down is going to be like significant. It's going to be like Luke or mm-hmm. Chewbacca, or, you know, we're going to know who it is or, or something like that. And that's going to be the whole first season is him, is him tracking down this thing. And I was, I was kind of, kind of mind blown that, you know, we kind of just moved, moved right in, into it with, uh, with this, he, you know, uh, it really kind of launches into the story and kind of got a lot further along into the story than I thought yeah. it would in the first episode, which kind of made me more excited totally. to uh, to keep going because I was like, oh, okay, well, that kind of like covered a lot of what I thought that the whole first season would cover. So now I'm just kind of like, well, well where are we going next? Totally. You know, and and uh, uh, very, very cool. Yeah, I agree, man. I think it was great. Like I love the... I love all the dialogue. It feels more Star Wars than either one of the any of the movies that have come out recently. Right. Um, the pacing's great. The acting's great. The world building, like I have, I have so many like questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, it still feels like so like familiar um, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even love like the music is complete. It's completely like not what you would ever think would be for Star Wars. But at the same time, it's perfect. Yep. And there totally. were there there were a couple moments of music that I that I 
you know, maybe ten percent of the music, you know, a couple of a couple of scenes that we make it into in, yeah. in, in the spoiler discussion that that I thought were a, a little more kind of like you know, it's the, uh, kind of Rocky Balboa. You know, they were kind of you know, this is yeah. the same uh, director that or composer that did uh, Creed and stuff like that, and some of it kind of felt like it went more into that kind of music, which I didn't enjoy as much. Yeah. But kind of the main themes, which is this very kind of, uh, you know, woodwind techno type instrument, very kind of, you know. Kind of Blade Runner-ish. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner meets Clint Eastwood, you know. You know, it's kind of in that kind of vein. And like you said, but it's stuff I was actually listening to Ludwig, the composer, talk about creating this music. And his literal initial thought when he went into it, he was like, okay, what's 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 instruments that's never been used in Star Wars? Mm. You know, what 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 would not be something, you know, John Williams is obviously very known for being very yeah. kind of like trumpet and horn heavy, uh, which has worked great for Star Wars, but I thought it was just uh, it and it's it's good in an intangible way to me, which which is I think that kind of the best things are like mm. I could sit here and say a bunch of stuff about why I like Empire Strikes Back and things like that. But at the end of the day you just kind of watch it and experience it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and there's there's only so much you can say, and there and some of it you're just like, I don't know, it worked. Yeah, it just worked for me. You know, it just it just it just laid out the right way. You know, maybe it was luck, maybe it was intentional, but the yeah, the music I think was a big highlight for me. Yeah, uh, in this episode and really set the tone for uh, for the series and the Mandalorian overall. Yeah. And, and I think it, like it also gives you something like, well, I don't. It's a no, unknown enough that you're like, I want to explore this more. Mm-hmm. You know, like it made it left you like it made like, well, what is what is this going to turn into? Like, what is this music going to be like in episode two? What is it gonna, like? It whereas in Star Wars, like we know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're going to go see the last or the Rise of Skywalker and very familiar, very and incredible. Familiar. Yeah, totally, hundred um, percent. But I know what it's going to be. Oh yeah, uh, this I don't, and mm-hmm. like that I love that. You know, some of my, some of my favorite moments in uh, recent memory with uh tv shows has been because of the music like uh there was that uh spoilers for eh, well no we're not really spoilers there were some cool uh, songs in walking dead that i was like oh i did not expect that moment mm-hmm. or like uh semi spoilers for game of thrones there's a song in uh, the last season of game of thrones that i was like i was not expecting that and i like that a lot you know mm-hmm. um and so like for to have those kind of surprises, yeah, I think is really really cool. That's cool. Um, acting wise, I think I already did great. We talked about oh, that. Man, yeah. Uh, uh, the visuals were great. The the visuals were were, were great. Uh, from, and I'm a person that I always say like, uh, I'll watch bad sci fi. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, just I like I, I don't uh, <laughs> like I, I I just so much just care about like having some good actors with a good script and a good story. Yeah. And like, that's almost enough for me. And like, you could just hang up some, some blinky lights and flying saucer discs <laughs> in the background. And I'd be the, and I, and sure, like if it was better, it would be better of course, but I'll be, I'll be fine. Roll rolling with it like that. But, uh, this, it did look very, very good. Apparently, I mean, it's supposed to be 10 million an episode roughly. Yeah. I think is about what this, or- uh, what this was it cost? ten million an episode? That seems that seems oh. like a lot. Oh, it's a hundred million for this year for the what? for the season one. That's insane. Yeah, that's amazing. Hundred million dollars. That's amazing. Um, and I and I will say and that uh, you can 
tell because some people are like, well, why if they can make the Mandalorian like this, why are we sp- why are we spending two hundred million dollars on a, on a two hour movie if they can make you know a whole season one for a hundred million dollars in Mandalorian? Yeah. And that's true and not true at the same time because if you really look at the episode, it's relatively small scale. Small scale and a small cast. Small cast, like, small scale. There's uh, not maybe, a ton what, three of three locations, like, maybe. What? Three locations, maybe. Uh, yeah, three, three, uh, three locations. Yeah, overall. Yeah, like uh, there's like three planets yeah. basically. Yeah. Whereas a movie has a ton. Mm-hmm. And there's not a ton of just like giant obvious. CGI shots, you right. know. There, I mean, there's there, there's a couple of monsters, there's a couple of things like that, which I thought looked relatively uh, good. Yeah, you know, for for the most part. And I and I'm I'm a person who's one not a, not very much of a prequel hater, even though they have plenty of flaws. And uh, I, I don't have any problem with using CGI monsters and uh, and char- characters as long as it's done in the right way. Yeah. And oh man, it, which kind of leads me into a. a I loved how many droids and aliens there oh, were in, man, totally. in, in the in uh, in this episode. Yeah, and I hope throughout the whole series, uh, Dave Filoni, the director of this episode, was talking about directing it and filming it, and he was like, "Man, he was like, I was like days <laughs> into filming. I mean, days into filming, and he's like, I have not directed a human yet. <laughs> I, I mean, literally. That's amazing. I mean, it was either a person in a mask." Talking to a person with a pig face, uh, to 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 a CGI character, to to this. I mean, and, and you know, he's like uh, Werner Herzog. Finally, you know, it was like the first person that I finally like actually like directed a human face, um, which I thought was so cool. I think yeah. that so much of the intrigue to me personally uh, of the Star Wars universe is uh, it says it at the beginning of a New Hope. It says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and to me that is the perfect introduction. To the world of Star Wars because it sets this uh, it sets up a world with no rules. Mm-hmm. It sets up a world that can mimic our society or look close to humans or people can speak uh, English, you know, per se. But at the same time, it may be different because yeah. it is different because it's a long time ago, a galaxy far, far away. It's, it's a whole different world and that that's a part uh you know people don't like the dialogue from a new hope whereas i love the dialogue from oh, a new yeah, hope I because i feel like it sets it apart because you're just like yeah who talks like that like i don't get it but i believe it because this isn't an american man this isn't yeah. a person this isn't a u.s general totally this is a person on a spaceship in who knows where well and that's what i liked about uh man we're gonna get into spoilers real quick but yeah, well, I'll hold that for later. Well, <laughs> yes. So I, I, I'm going off on tangents left and right. Uh, I, I, so I, I apologize for uh, for not being as, as direct as, as, <laughs> as I could be. Not so good. But uh, that that was an element that I really liked uh, about this episode, to, to bring it back, is that there are all of these other elements going on and all these other characters that just not only make you believe in the world, in the world, world building but also make you kind of ask uh, a lot of in- interesting questions too. You know, who is this guy? Who is that? Mm. This episode really didn't, in the same way that the original Star Wars didn't, really didn't hold your hand. You know, it gave you the information that you needed to get, yeah. but there was plenty of stuff that even me as a hardcore fan kind of like flew above my head totally. or, or like, you know, some dialogue or some this or that. Or like references. A refer- little reference to this. And that, uh, but not in a bad, I feel like it can be done in a bad way and has been done in a bad way where you ask questions that, you know, in the wrong way. Whereas this is asked in, a, in an intriguing way. And a lot of times, even 
the questions that I had, there were actual answers to. You know, if yeah. you go and just actually did some research on just like the Star Wars mythos and, and world, you know, you would find out some things. Like uh, they're, they're those little two-legged, it's not hardly a spoiler, those two-legged yeah. creatures, you know, yeah. you know. The first time that those were seen is actually in uh, the Ewok Adventure uh, TV movie. Oh, really? That they did. I did that, that was the first time those creatures were seen in there. And then Dave Filoni brought them into the animated stuff. I do remember that. And then now here they show up in, in live action, you know. So, so that's just, you know, one, one element that I think is cool that, you know, that you've kind of brought around into the world of Star Wars and, you know, these little dewback looking yeah. looking creatures that uh, are, uh, yeah, lost my thought on that one. <laughs> We're still good over here? Yes. We're still recording. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, so it's time for the spoiler countdown, and then we'll get into spoilers. But first, you say, watch this. Oh yeah, yeah, I say watch it. Definitely I say watch a, it. And, 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 and I've heard from uh, from hardcore fans and from and from just people that are just kind of passers by that they're already like, oh, I loved this show. This is my you know new Game of Thrones. You know, I'm so excited for it. And these are just people that just you know just like like TV or something like That's that. Awesome. I mean, um, it is. It's great TV, great drama. And, and again, and, and we'll talk about some of the spoilers. I don't think it's a flawless pilot or a flawless episode or, or anything. Um, kind of like I was talking about earlier, I'm probably just so much excited about it because from the element that I was talking about where TV shows can be a little bit more uh, forgiving. Yeah, Whereas totally. the, the things that this episode needed to do for me to be excited about the series as a whole mm-hmm. and the next episode and where it's going, it did all of those things for me. Like, sure, yeah. maybe there was uh, this character, that line, or like well, a couple little things that you could say, well, I didn't like that, and, and whatever. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Overall, I feel like it nailed the tone, it nailed the pacing, it nailed kind of building this cool world that, honestly, I think another cool part uh, for a lot of people is that this... Just just being in the time period that it is. It, it's set five years after Return of the Jedi. And that, to me, even though it's just kind of this side story and it's not like about the original trilogy at all, but this is the time period that I grew up writing my own episode seven in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I wrote seven, eight, and nine a hundred times grow, growing up. Totally. You know, like, I just in my own head or with my action figures <laughs> or with my Legos or with whatever I had, you know, it was always this question of like, man, remember the end of Return of the Jedi? What happened after that? You know, and so it's so, and, and we got some elements of that in uh, this new sequel trilogy but to me, it's almost a little disconnected because it's so far in the future. Because we're 40 years past Return of the Jedi, where things have came and went and happened and not happened. Whereas here, we're so fresh, just five years after Return of the Jedi. And you can very much see, even just in this pilot, there's plenty of references to the state of the universe and the state of like, well, what's life like without the Emperor? I, I was saying to you, like, you know, maybe bounty hunters have become more popular mm. in this kind of post-Empire uh, era where there's not as much regulation around the galaxy. So people don't know what more to do but to just hire some people to get some stuff done that they need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's incredibly intriguing and uh I think it couldn't be in better hands uh, to totally. be uh, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni and the cast that they have. Like I really, really like the cast. Yeah, and it seems like I, I don't know anything about the further episodes, but it seems like that cast is going to be prominent. You know, I think we'll see more of Carl, Carl, Carl Weathers' character and uh, and more of Werner Herzog. 
and more. Uh, there's still characters to introduce totally. uh, that we haven't even seen yet. Totally. All right, so the spoiler countdown is counting down. So turn it off right now if you don't want to be spoiled. In five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Throw out a spoiler. The uh, the first Star Wars toilet that we've ever seen. <gasps> there yep. it is. You know, it's it's happened, and uh, that's a delicate thing to try to like bring in there in a way that's not like too crazy. And I felt like they kind of stuck the landing for the most part. I did too. Like, so I was gonna bring that up. So whenever you're talking about how like okay, in A New Hope, they say things that that like you're like this is you know English, but like it's, this is not how you would say it. I felt like the reason that that scene worked. It was because the alien... Because he wasn't saying, I need to go take a crack. No, he <laughs> was saying, I need to go. I can't even remember what he was saying. He, he was, was saying, I need with the to... Uh, tube. Yeah. And then he was where, like... Where's your back tube? Yeah, back tube. Yeah. yeah. And then he says something about like, but you've never seen somebody empty his thorax before. Uh-huh. And I'm almost like, that's amazing because that's not how I would ever say that. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, you know, if this was like The Last Jedi or something like that, we're like, oh, hey, I need to go, you know, use the toilet. You know, like, yeah. where's the can? You know, something ridiculous. Right. And you're like, what in the world? Yeah. Uh, definitely an element. And and yeah, like I was, uh, I was, I was very impressed by things, little things like that, you know. Like we're like, man, man, you just like you really kind of thought about how should we say this or approach it. It's still funny, and again, like the humor, a humor in this, like was not over the top. No, it was there, but it, it felt like again, it felt like original trilogy humor. Like, yeah. Where you're like, it's funny because of how odd it is, not because of how like actually like funny or clever uh, or uh, gimmicky it is. Right. I I, I was yeah. Uh, even uh, even like you know at the towards the end of the episode, you do have the IG Eleven yeah. character. <laughs> He's amazing, and uh, and he I keeps was trying even to like, detonate his, his I was detonator. a little bit on the fence the first <laughs> time that I saw it, um, but then in, in the more times that I've watched it, the more I've been like, oh, this 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 totally works. Like, <laughs> yes. it's so robotic. Uh-huh. Like, I love how robotic he says everything. Like, it do- again, like. Droids are droids. Yeah, they they are droids. You know, it's just right. like, and he seemed like such a droid. And sure, it played for some comedy, but but he doesn't I, mean it as comedy. Exactly. That's why it's. I, funny. I think that's what I always say is, is the biggest thing is that most of the time when some when something is funny in a movie and it needs to be there is that the person is not trying to be funny. Yeah. The situation is funny. Yeah. And the and the way and just the natural person that he is is funny. Yeah. And, and so then that is why it's funny. Not because you thought of a joke mm-hmm. that you could write into there. You know, it's just like, hey, it, it, it most of the time comes off that way and, yeah. it, and it doesn't work. Um, so the Mandalorian episode one. So so we start on this uh, this ice ice planet, you know, where he's <laughs> hunting down this uh, this bounty, which is where we hear the first of this of this music, you know, too. Uh-huh. This is kind of uh-huh. which is and I was it was a little weird the first time I heard that, but I was like, I was into it. I, I love it. It was yeah, it, it it was strange, but like, it, so I, I love just how wild west it was, and there's just. Obviously, the Mandalorian overall. I mean, it's 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 kind of a Boba Fett TV series, you know. It's Boba Fett TV series, but it's also a Western, you know. Like right. If you think of the, the whole, like you know, right. But I mean, Boba we, Fett was, you know, for how little he was in the original trilogy, you know, took off just because people just thought it was such a cool character. Yeah. Um, and I feel like all the ways that people like imagined that the Boba Fett character was cool, like yeah. that's what they've kind of like reflected into this series now. Uh-huh. We're like. Because that to me, that's what the Mandalorian was in this episode. Because it was, at it the end of the day, Boba like Fett the, wasn't really that great of a bounty hunter. <laughs> not <laughs> he wasn't even the guy who he, he didn't even find him. Uh, Lando Lando called him and said the Han was there. 
Uh, that's not that's not true. No, when? Uh, Boba Fett hid among the garbage and followed Han You're to Cloud right. City, and Boba Fett You're right. let the Empire know that's true that they were there. So You're don't right. discount Boba. Okay, entire, sorry. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, I he's no yes. good to me, dead. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, the, uh, the Mandalorian character just seemed, uh, just like the image of cool from the beginning. And I, and I loved, uh, just the no words approach that he's got. I mean, you just clearly get the fact that this dude is just like a down to business. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe type guy. Yeah. And he's going, he just walks into this bar and there's already some people like just yelling and, and fighting with each other. And, uh. Instantly, they choose to pick a fight with the Mandalorian, which... <laughs> Why you would ever do. Instantly seemed like a bad idea. I love the bartender uh-huh. in, that, in that scene. <laughs> He's like kind of nervous the whole time. He he says you spill his drink. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like it, it was kind of funny, but nobody was being funny. No. In that scene at all. Like in that, and that's what's so, you know, I- I- incredible, you know, uh, uh, about it. Um, no, that's, well, that's the thing that, like, I, that's why, like, I love Dave Filoni and I love, you know, John Favreau. I like the first Iron Man was funny, but never again. Right. They weren't cracking jokes the whole thing. Right. To to, the, to this day, one of, if not my favorite Mar- Marvel uh-huh. uh, movie is the is the original Iron Man. Um, and then you know, Rebels and Clone Wars, like, they were, they, those were funny, but not because they were cracking jokes all the time. Right. And it was a cartoon, and they could have been cracking jokes, but they weren't. And like, I feel like like the guys running the ship, like they know what's up. Well, see, what did you feel? Because uh, this was we just we just saw it. This was uh, Dave Filoni's first live action oh, yeah. directing uh, ever. Uh, th- this episode, did, I th- uh, I, I'm not normally uh, have as much of an eye as some people for like the direction of, of an episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, as you might. You know, how did you feel uh, about him directing the episode? I thought it was. I thought I thought he did a great job. Like there was a lot of things that like actually reminded me of the the way that he tells stories, at least. So like right. you know you're talking about the creatures that, that they're trying to ride. That's actually something that like that shows up a lot in Clone Wars and in Rebels, where like there's this connection between uh, the the human quote unquote characters and creatures mm-hmm. and animals, or like and somehow like you know they have to tame this animal and use it, or like they um, there's the, and and you kind of saw like he the Mandalorian puts puts like his hand on him, calms him down, like that kind of thing. That's just very like Filoni esque, right? Uh, um, and I, I liked that a lot. I thought that the visuals, like, you know, f- like for the most part were great or wasn't yeah. anything that was like, well, that was terrible or anything. Um, I thought, I thought I did a, a really good job. I like the tone, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, and, and the, the fact that, you know, he's used to telling stories in this kind of condensed, uh, time without it feeling rushed. That was there too. So yeah. like, I, I felt, I thought he did a great job. Right, I felt like there were a couple of elements that were like a little uh, could have been flushed out uh, a little bit more. Like, and I I am a big Dave Filoni fan, and really, again, like you, you know, like the way that he tells stories. I do have a little bit of worry because there there are different rules with an, animated and live action. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get away with the same things in live action that you can get away. The you can. You can be even a little bit more slapsticky in uh, in animated films, or you can kind well, of unrealistic, unrealistic f- break the physics. laws, of, break the laws of physics or gravity a, yeah. l- a little bit more in in those worlds, and it still just kind of plays uh, fine. Uh, whereas, at least in 
at least in my opinion, you cannot do those things yeah. in live action. Some movies choose to, um, and I don't think it plays as well. And it really takes me kind of out of out of the, out of the movie or experience a lot. And uh, there weren't really anything like that, which I which I was happy. But I did feel like there were just some like character introductions that mm. were maybe like a small amount rushed and that again would probably have just played if it was an animated thing mm-hmm. like the introduction to uh Nick Nolte's character the uh, the Ugnot yeah. uh guy like it, it kind of came out of nowhere it was just a little jarring like to me and, and like again there's an element of acceptance of just like well that's just the way it happened like this yeah. is this is a documentary it's just like this, right. this is how it went down like get, get used to it but just yeah that he just lands on this planet um and then he gets attacked by these two borgs yeah. and then Suddenly, Nick Nolte's character shoots him, and he's like, "I will help you." Yeah, and that's it. And the next thing you know, he, he's he, he's helping him. You know, it's just like, "Oh, okay." Um, but it kind of played to his character, like the "I have spoken" line is becoming totally. like I a huge, spoken. becoming a huge like thing. I'm <laughs> sure there's going to be T-shirts made. And that's another thing about this episode, uh, and I feel like it's so quotable. Totally, like for the most part, which. But, and, there's there's so few, and, and I really don't want to be dialogue either. I really don't want to be a bash on, on a bash train, but like I feel like the 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 sequel movies to, to right now are not very quotable. Agreed. Like a lot of times, where I feel like I'm not a huge like meme person, but like a lot of people like do a, a ton of memes about stuff, and you see so many prequel memes and like stuff like that. I don't feel like you can do as much of that with like the no. sequel stuff. Like I don't know. It's it's again like just that intangibleness of just like oh well, tell me exactly why not or or well, what line do you not I think mean, is quotable? Like I don't well, know the ones I'm not quoting. Yeah, like well, it's just well, like line, I can't remember lines from the yeah. But I mean, even before this has come out, everybody's been walking around being like, oh, bounty hunting is a complicated profession, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's just, I don't know. It's just the, a mix of uh, the way the dialogue is written to the way that it's said to yeah. the way it plays in the show that it just, yeah. it just makes it this thing that people are just repeating. And I think the, uh, I have spoken, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah. it's become one of those, has become one of those things, you totally. know, that, uh, that it, was pretty cool. It'll be interesting. Does he direct anymore? Or is, cause I know like, uh, I could be wrong. Elizabeth Banks, I think, is a directing one, and like yes, I I could be wrong. I believe that Dave Filoni uh, directs the pilot and the finale. Okay, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how like the next one um, that he directs, if it's the finale, how that one plays. Mm-hmm. The so I I felt some of those pacing things, and then I I started thinking about like and what I mentioned earlier with like this is a western. That's yeah. where I think the weird pacing comes from because right. like like. You know, I, I self-professed uh, uh, do do not like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like mm-hmm. even though so many people love that movie, but like it's just like too much to where like I feel like it's boring, or like yeah. I feel like it's too much. Yeah. Even though it's just like that was the vision and the and that's that they made the movie they right. wanted to make. Yeah. And, and that thing, so it, there's definitely an element of that for sure. Yeah, because like I mean, you start off in a saloon and you have a run-in with the locals. Yep. And you have the guys that you're after, they come in and you got to yep. like get them. And then you get sent on this other bounty and you go like to this new place and you're after this other bounty and you run into the native who would normally be like the Indians. Right. Um and you know that their communication isn't like 100% like that's where like the shortness I think comes from like uh-huh. and then they you go on this you have to learn how to ride this horse, special horse that they give you or whatever and you got to go off and like find this thing, you get into a gunfight. You know like it's, it's the whole thing is just a western. Very much. Very um, very, it, very much. And I don't know if it will like mirror that as we go on through the series or if this is just like this is how we need to set up this world mm-hmm. and then we can do whatever we want after this. Maybe that's what like the approach I'm I'm interested to see. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind like where I feel like for me the pacing felt weird for the, because of that in much the same way that like did you ever see the movie um, Hell or High Water 
No, I didn't. Uh, great Je- movie. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff right? Bridges. Uh, it, it was um, it was nominated for Best Picture, I think. Hmm. Uh, it's very much the same. Like you know, you have the the bank robbers, and you have the the sheriff cowboy with the uh, the Native American sidekick going after them, and like the whole thing is a western. Like down to like the, you know, uh, uh, there there's a chase, but it's not a like traditional like you know car chase like they're mm-hmm. just falling behind them kind of like uh tracking them i guess you know like, it's the whole thing and and the, the pacing on that feels different for that kind of a movie mm-hmm. but because it's supposed it's, it's actually it's, it's a western yeah um so that's why like i mean i and i actually like that i like i like the like man that's kind of a cool idea to try to just do that and to execute it in a way that i thought think like turned out uh good like mm-hmm. that's kind of cool okay what did you think of uh uh, I was a little bit offensive uh, on the first bounty that he collected, the, who I believe was played by Horatio Sands or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. What, what did you think of that guy? And I was a little put off by him. It seemed like a little bit too much of like a like a Star Trek character to me, like you know, like to, for for a little bit. Yeah. And I have kind of. <laughs> uh, you you say your thoughts first. Though. What, yeah. what did you think of him? I mean, so yeah, he he also threw me off. He threw me off because of how much he talked. Right. I think that was the point of like. That's what I was gonna say. Is that like. <laughs> It kind of played because I found him incredibly annoying. Right. And then he was gotten rid of. Yes. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> so it kind of played of, of, of just like, I don't really like this guy. He yeah. talks too much. He seems kind of weird. Yeah. Like his voice versus how he looks is strange. <laughs> like it, it's all just strange. You're like, oh, good. He's in carbonite. He's, like he's sweet. Going. Like this is great. And my favorite line that he said was something like, this might take a while. I'm molting. I'm molting. <laughs> Uh, life day is canon. Life day. He mentions life day. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> uh, John Favreau loves the holiday special. Um, so sorry, George Lucas. Uh, seems like the holiday special is going to be canon. Um, <laughs> oh <laughs> so we have gosh. an official mention of, of life. Well, day, isn't the? Cool. I think I heard that like his the Mandalorian's gun is out of is out of the holiday special. It is out of the holiday special. Uh, uh, it's actually the first time you saw Boba Fett because uh, that was in between A New Hope and Empire. Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. The, the That's first, wild. It, it was an animated section in uh, that had an animated Boba Fett, and he had that gun, and he was taking wow. down some sea monster, or whatever. Yeah, so that uh, that's a really <laughs> cool throwback to that. That's amazing. That, that, that gun in there, and uh, I liked uh, when he looked through the scope in that gun. You know, kind of reminiscent of Luke looking through uh-huh. the scope at the at the Banthas. Yeah, and then even similarly, like he's looking far, and then suddenly something's right in his face. Yep, about it. Yeah, I liked I liked that stuff. Um... <sighs> Man, okay, so here's well, we haven't gotten to the we'll get to the, the to the to the end stuff in a oh, second. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Which I have some other thoughts on the on the whole kind of last ten minutes. Okay, uh, as well. Uh, how did you feel about the so the, the just the Mandalorian lair in general, like kind of like what's going on there? Intriguing. Uh, I I really I really liked it, and and again, that's one of those elements to me that like may made you ask good questions. You know, it mm. didn't make you ask questions that made you feel like there was a plot hole. Right. But it very much made you think like, there's something else going on here. Like yeah. this isn't just like him stopping at the at the 7-Eleven, like, you know, and getting something. Like it seems like the Mandalorians in general have a bigger play. Yeah. That they're and that he I don't know if that was associated with like the bounty hunting guild that I feel he like was, it was in. Different. I feel like it was different too. 
Because not it, every Mandalorian is a bounty hunter. No. No, absolutely not. And I don't think everyone in that guild is no, a Mandalorian. No, um, And so I feel like it was something totally separate. And they and that was, an, again, where they they talked about a lot of things in that scene that like kind of flew over my head. Like foundlings. Found talking about a foundling, talking about this stuff that made you a little bit intrigued and they even had some flashbacks yeah. or what we can assume is flashbacks to the Clone Wars, which yeah, is, like I guess, the when, War he was Mandalore. Ch- when he was a child in the War of Mandalore. Which we never, we didn't really find that, find out what happened there, right? I don't think so, and I think it's going to be, be season seven. It's going to be covered in season seven of uh, the Clone Wars. Which one uh, is that releasing? February. Okay, so that's in between season one and season two, which would be interesting of uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So yeah, that that, that that will be that will be interesting, especially since Filoni is uh, heavily yep. involved in in both. But yeah, I think there's something very cool happening with uh, just uh, the the overall Mandalorian culture of the of the gym of the of the gym of the show. Um, and then that scene in particular, and I had te- texted and talked to you about this. I, uh, I and I saw this first watch, five <laughs> thirty a.m. <laughs> on my tiny phone. <laughs> instantly paused it, and like, and it, I, I didn't even tell you this part. Did you know? You cannot take a screen capture of Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I didn't. I I didn't know that. I knew you couldn't take a screenshot of like YouTube TV. Like they've like mm. there's like other apps now. I had like, never like tried. Yeah. On anything like that. Yeah. But like, uh, so so when he's uh, when he's walking down the hall of the when he first goes into the Mandalorian lair, you see a lot of people in Mandalorian armor and that uh-huh. kind of stuff. But one in particular over his left shoulder, one of them really looks like the armor of a certain Boba Fett character. Yeah, it does. Um, like I said, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of red on the mask. He has a couple of yellow platings on there. A lot of gray. Even has like a little cape-like type thing behind him. And just his stance, the way that he's kind of like tucked and holding that blaster, looks just how Boba Fett was always just standing there chilling, uh-huh. holding his blaster. And uh, I really think it was Boba Fett. And I said, I don't know if that was just like a toss out there to just like, eh, let's see if anybody catches this. It'll be it'll be fun. Uh-huh. Or if I genuinely don't know where the story is going, maybe Boba Fett is actually going to be a character on this show that will come into the fold, which crazy, would be dude. super crazy. Um, obviously, uh, Boba Fett uh, allegedly died at the end of a Return of the Jedi when he fell into the Sarlacc pit, and uh, nothing in uh, Disney canon has been said about that. But years—I mean, twenty years ago—you know—they they did release uh, what are now Legends books. Uh, that was a Boba Fett trilogy that took place after Return of the Jedi, where mm-hmm. he had climbed his way out of the Sarlacc pit and survived. Yeah. And so many fans have have theorized and, desi- and desired to have something happen with Boba Fett. Eventually, they were thinking about doing a Boba Fett movie uh, at one point that ended up falling through. So I, I wonder if we're not totally done seeing that character. But then I'm also That'd be wild, dude. I don't know if they would put that in there because they wouldn't want to upstage the Mandalorian, or, or I, I don't know. Yeah. But I I think that that's that that was there and uh, go go check it out for yourself. It's around about eighteen thirty uh, in the episode is on the timestamp. If you want to check it out for yourself, I mean um, it looks like him and that. And, but it was also like it's also vague enough. He's in about in shadows. You can't really see it clear. It's real fast. Yeah, like almost on purpose. Like uh, that's the thing. Like, it feels on purpose. It does. And, and so like I'm like okay, are they just teasing us with this? Is this a you know like it's enough of a glimpse to be like. That could be it, but it also could totally not be it. Could like totally not be it. It could go either way. And I feel like that's kind of what they were going for. <laughs> right. Um, with that. Um, 
Uh, you have uh, you have Carl Weathers' character, which yeah. I thought was didn't have a lot to do in this episode. No. Um, you know, uh, I heard someone say that in right to, to the point. You know, Carl Weathers, you know, did his job yeah. in this episode and did his job great, totally. And uh, I, if anything, it, it uh, I want to see him get his hands dirty a little bit more. I, I want to see his kind of character or story developed. I was here in an interview. I guess at some point he does have some scenes with Werner Herzog, and I and I'm very intrigued uh, That's by, by those. Uh, when, I mean, he seemed to know him. Yeah. Like, or at least they communicated, I guess. Yeah. B- between the time. Grief Karga said you'd be coming. Yeah. So, like, they had, I don't know. I, like, I, I'm intrigued by, like, I think I mentioned, uh, like, the guild. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. want to, like, how does the guild work? How many bounty mm-hmm. hunters are there? Like, because he's like, concerned about having enough bounties for everybody else, that type of thing. Right. Um, as well as, like, who are these uh, this like faction of the empire. Are they even like uh, you know that they still hold any kind of allegiance to the empire? Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a medallion on, mm-hmm. and they're wearing stormtrooper armor. But like, what does that even mean? Is that a first? Are they uh, uh, affiliated with the the beginning of the first order, or you know, are they like who knows, man? Mm-hmm. Um, like, who is this doctor? What does he want with this Yoda and up thing? You know, in the spoiler category, yeah. Oh, I mean, this was this rat. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who? What does he want with them? Um, right. It almost kind of reminds me, of, like you know, these Nazi doctors that would like mm-hmm. try to. I mean, they would do stupid things, like you know, just like try to like give people superpowers, and like you know, just like what happens if you do this kind of uh, uh, operation on somebody? What happens if you do this? You know, like what you know, mm-hmm. what if they're trying to suck the force out of this thing or something? I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, I I think it's great. It, it, the uh, I love the 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 couple of one liners about the empire. Uh, you know, uh, grief cargo tries tries to pay him in uh, in imperial credits, yeah. and he's like, uh, I don't know if you heard, but the, <laughs> the empire is uh, is gone, yeah. uh, and has been gone for a while. And he's like, Yeah, people still spend the imperial credits. They still they still spend, as we know what he said. Yeah. Mandalorian still wouldn't have it, and he was like, Ah, I'm not taking that stuff. And, uh, and so we paid him in something else, uh, calamari uh-huh. something, which is another, I didn't know about it personally, but I guess that's been used in the Clone Wars or something like that. I think that. The, or, the calamari, I believe, are uh, Akbar's. Race. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, which, um, which is very on the nose. <laughs> it's calamari's squid, basically. Like, that's what the, it's like, okay, <laughs> let's just get real, like, let's just go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, um, and, and then, and then, what does he say about it whenever he's in there with those guys? Um, oh, the line where he's like, you know, he, he was he was referring to that metal. That, Baskar. Yeah, Baskar. But I think he also like, uh, he said something about like, it's it's good to get things back to the way they should be after a mm-hmm. time of such disarray. Yep. I'm like, that's interesting that you would categorize the empire in that way, like the time of the empire. Yep. Um, and this is, uh, I've seen, there, there was, I think this was in like the special, uh, like D twenty three footage of the Mandalorians that they that, that that they released or something like that, where Grief Cargo had another line where he was saying something about he was like, um, you know, look, look at the world now. You know, is it, is 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 it a better place mm. since the emperor since the empire left? Mm. You know, he, he said everything the empire touches uh, it benefited. You know, from like an ecological you know standpoint at least. Um, is the argument that I think that Werner Herzog's character is making, you know, that, that, you know, that maybe that the world is just kind of what, there's nothing governing anybody, you know, that we needed, you know, some kind of, be it a dictatorship or not, you know, to, to rule us all Mm. over over this stuff and to tell us how to, 
how to go about, you know, doing, doing, doing life. And so people weren't, you know, too, too off the rails. And so I think that absolutely, um, the empire is trying to rebuild in, a, in, in some way. And that will either a, uh, manifest itself into the first order someday. I would love not, it doesn't have to be in a direct sense. It doesn't have the whole first season doesn't have to be about it. But I would love to see some hints of Wise Palpatine in Episode mm-hmm. Nine uh, throw, thrown into this thing. You know, like I say you don't even have to mention Palpatine, but just mm-hmm. mention some things about the Empire. Mention stuff about you know the Battle of Jakku. I think that the Battle of Jakku actually was right around uh, this this time, mm. uh, is w- which you saw the Jakku was the planet at the beginning of force awakens. Yeah. And then you saw the, the, the graveyard of all the star destroyers, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like kind of one of the last big battles that the empire had in the galaxy took place at Jakku. Yeah. Um, and then that's, you know, in, in like Canon, at least, you know, like where the empire was like a kind of officially, officially like, well, Ended. they've really been defeated now. Yeah. And, uh, but not necessarily. And, uh, I think that uh, Carl Esposito's character, who still has yet to be introduced, is going to be a large part mm. of uh, the protagonist of the series. Pro- I think probably more than Werner Herzog. I think Werner Herzog will see him a couple more times, but not much more than we have. You know, just yeah. just, just some just uh, some some very nice talking scenes. Yeah. Um, I think Carl Esposito's character is going to be a lot more storied, a lot more in the field, and a lot more kind of uh, showing his motivations as to what he's trying. To do, I mean, I also, then, yeah. Oh, go ahead. so no, you, but uh, all of this come, comes to head to to the ending of the episode where, and this is what I was talking at the beginning. I thought that the whole first season was him going to be hunting down be this this thing. Yeah, and we got there at the end of the first episode. Yeah, where to find out this bounty that he's hunting down is everyone's just calling it Baby Yoda, um, <laughs> which is very unlikely. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Unless he's, uh, he's somehow reincarnated Yoda, himself. Yoda species. There's actually a lot of uh, intrigue around. Uh, Yoda species has never been named right in uh, in canon um, in in an intentional way like apparently like George Lucas specifically really? like just like did not want to name that species did not uh, or, or I think he you know in his head he probably has a name for him or something like that but like never wanted to like actually like canon like re- re- release that um, George Lucas was you know at least on set and involved in the Mandalorian I would bet. That people as respectful as Dave Filoni oh, totally. probably probably chatted with him specifically about this plot point, and uh, there was probably asked George like, "Hey, c- c- can we say what the species is or not?" Mm-hmm. And they probably listened to whatever George said. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I believe so. I honestly don't know if we'll even hear what this this species is called or not. But literally, the only things uh, from Yoda's, at least that I know of, is that you have Yoda, mm-hmm. and you have the canon information you know of him, and then there was one other character in the Phantom Menace on uh-huh. the Jedi Council that was his species as well, which was a female mm-hmm. character named Yaddle. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely don't know, w- uh, in an incredible way, like I... It, it it melted my brain uh, when it when it when I saw baby the uh, a, a baby Yoda in the, in that in that basket, um, but in, in a way that I I don't know if you would have even like told me about it I might have even been like that's weird or something like that like I don't even know but like I'm just intrigued about like where they're going and with that. Is that going to be just like the, the the whole plot of the whole season is them? Uh-huh. And then, yeah, what is 
what does the Empire want with this thing? This thing is 50 years old. So if you back that up in, in, in again in canon, that's going to put you a little bit before episode one. To to go really? fifty to go fifty years ago, mm. so I don't know if that will bear any significance. So could that have been like Yoda and Yaddle's child? I I don't know, and and my gut reaction would even just say no. Yeah, um, because I think it. I mean, again, you you can do anything. You can change whatever you want to change. I I feel like it would very much kind of like not go go with the character that we have known of Yoda so far. I'm not saying it's impossible, um, and. You know, maybe Yoda went through a lot of changes right before episode one and, you know, made a lot of mistakes and was like, hey, uh, let go of everything you fear to lose, uh, like I just did, because... Oh, because, yeah, Johnny Masters weren't supposed to... Yeah, 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 no, totally totally forbidden. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, that would go against him. So, so I, so I, I don't know, I don't think it's out of the realm that they, that they would do that. Uh, if you want to go even further out of the realm, you could say that that is a potential clone of Yoda. Of Yoda, that'd be um, wild. They would have had like was there cloning back then? Until the Clone Wars again. I again. I I, I could have my dates slightly wrong. Um, they started making the clones at the Phantom Menace. Okay. Because the clones were fully grown. They were ready. Ten, yeah, year, right. 10 years later, growing at twice the rate at 20 years old yeah. in Attack of the Clones. You're so right. Sifo-Dyas, the person who commissioned the clones, actually commissioned for those clones just uh, literally like right at the time of episode one, maybe even slightly before. So uh, again, you, if you really want it, I genuinely don't know where they're going. I can't say that enough. Yeah. But you could weave a story to say that it does. it is something to do with a clone. Um I think if I were just to have my way, I, I think I would just want it to be one of his species. And uh, you could even tell some kind of interesting story in there. You know, I, I think it would be hard to live in a world to say that Yoda didn't know about this thing. I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's 50 years old, and especially if it's force sensitive, you would think he would. Which right? I mean, like, is there any way it's not going to be force sensitive? No, like, I mean, well, and the only two that we know about have been Jedi Masters, so like, yeah, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> One of be. them, debatably, the most powerful Jedi Master of all time, right? Um, and and so that just from a knee jerk reaction, you would be like, okay, well, the Empire knows that this thing exists. Yeah, it assumes or maybe knows that it's extremely powerful in the forest or has the potential to be extremely powerful in the forest. And they either just, yeah, just want to kill it to further go on their, their Jedi killing spree. Um, well, no, that wouldn't even make sense because at this point in the timeline, Luke is around. Luke exists in this galaxy right now right. And, and, and is the current most powerful Jedi uh, in the galaxy right. right now. So yeah, I, I, I can't, well, I, mean, like, I can't, I mean, they, they, Obviously, obviously, I said termination is acceptable for a lower fee, but they really want it alive. Right. Either to, like you said, like try to suck the force out of it, like yeah. Dark Crystal style right. or something, <laughs> or or if they want to uh, try to just train it to be evil. That's what I was like. I mean, it's, I mean, it's 50 years old, but it's still a baby, it looks like. So like, yeah, yeah. if it could still be like, uh, I mean, this is a, that's, that's got to be a long play at that point because if it's fifty years old, it's still a baby before it's even old enough to do anything. It's going to be you know a hundred years from now. You would think, right? You would you would think, but again, and again, one of the awesome parts about the Star Wars universe, um, things 
age differently. That's that true. doesn't mean it that. has to age in a particularly That's linear true. way. Sure, we age in a yeah. linear. Well, we kind of don't. We we grow until like twenty and then we stop. Yeah. Uh, well, we continue to age, but uh, so there could be a similar situation. Like, sure, that maybe maybe the first fifty years it's a baby, but it'll be fully grown by the time it's eighty. I mean, yeah, um, and you're right because Yoda's maybe not really that big. Yoda's like that big. Yeah, or maybe it's three hundred you know? before it's fully grown. But like you know. I, I think it's open that they could do whatever they wanted with it and that you would just have to accept it because there's no other information about it. That's yeah. just like, yeah, that's the way that species is. Yeah. So uh, they, they could do – I'm curious about does it talk currently? Does, I know, was is, about is to say, it, like what if it just is, how, has a conversation? Is it going to time? talk? Is it going to talk backwards if it talks? <laughs> I mean, how is it going? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I would <laughs> – I kind of hope it doesn't talk. I, I I don't know. Like it would be or if it's too just baby gibberish, you know. Yeah, it would just be so weird for it to talk and not be Yoda. <laughs> we haven't really seen a lot of babies in Star Wars. No, no. And, and normally, honestly, I'm pretty against that plotline most of the time. Like yeah. I think having a baby on the show is very hard to navigate. Yeah. Um, but it's a baby Yoda this time. So. But it's a baby Yoda. So it's like, uh, like you know, and they kind of found ways around it, but like. Having uh, when Judith was first born on The Walking Dead, you know, it's just uh-huh. like it's a hard thing to navigate in the show because it's always the plot line. Totally, it's always oh, always oh, 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 oh well, there's a baby, we got to like, keep it quiet. You know, it's just like yeah. okay. Um, so I, I, I don't interested. Very, yeah. very interested for uh, the next like six hours or whenever, it's, whenever, <laughs> whenever episode two is going to be released, or we're going to figure out. Uh, and all the, this part of the the, the podcast is going to be just completely irrelevant uh, by the time people listen to this tomorrow. Let <laughs> <laughs> um, me talk about something more relevant then. Uh, so, so the 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 final before they go into there, you yeah. know, what what was your overall thoughts on that final shootout scene where IG awesome. where IG eleven comes in? Um, uh, overall, I thought the scene, I think in isolation to me, that scene was like fine. Yeah. It didn't, and again, like, I can just accept it and move on. Like, it's going yeah. to be all right. But uh, it didn't make sense to me in the context that they had set it up. So what's the context here? So these people, whoever these people are, there's like, they're I from, don't know, 50 of them total. They're from out of town, I guess. They're not from They're from planet. out of town. There's like 50 of them. Yeah. And they're just up in a shack in the mountains guarding Yoda, this Yoda character 24-7. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and they're just waiting there, <laughs> walking around outside with yeah. their guns drawn at all times. Yeah. Because apparently an endless array of bounty hunters is coming through and they're just laying them to waste. Yeah. And if somebody really wanted this, why wouldn't they just send in like a couple of like X-Wings right. or like some bigger stuff or send in more than one dude? Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a little bit of like convenient storytelling like yeah. to me of just like, okay. but it, it, and, and again, maybe we'll find a little bit more out about it in the next episode that'll kind of expl- explain that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought the, the the shootout was a little odd in, in in that sense because they were talking. Oh well, you know. Oh, I do have this 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 one bounty for you. Uh, I don't know if you want it. It's pretty crazy. And then it didn't seem that crazy for right. him to hunt this thing down. Yeah, except for the only the only thing that does like the only line is like Nick Nolte's character says something about you know like you're a Mandalorian. The sh- if you th- the rumors are true, right? This should be easy for you. But uh, I feel like we've seen characters in Star Wars do much more crazy things totally. than that, you know, or break into places way more crazy than, yeah. than just like blasting away at a couple of dudes. And yeah. then 
I thought that the, down the down door. Too. Like the only thing that, like, again, it's I'm going to go back to that, you know, s- kind of silly Western analogy. Very much, very no, absolutely. Or it like has you, that feel. You got to ride into town, take these guys. They've they've taken over this town that's not really theirs. They've got something that you want. You got to yeah. ride in and take them all out. They're on the top of the buildings, you know, falling off all this kind of stuff. Yep, and and you can make up some Something other parameters as to like, you know, because he was like, <laughs> oh well, you can only take. You know, these creatures up there, yeah. you know, make up whatever reason in your head as to why they couldn't fly, fly, fly a ship Maybe up there. Maybe warn them or something like you that. Know, I yeah, don't yeah. know. Who, who knows? But it's just like, I, I think that just, uh, you know, to, to kind of contradict myself, you know, like, I, I don't, I, I feel like that everything that doesn't make sense to you is, isn't necessarily a plot hole. Right. You know, like everybody, like, oh, plot hole, plot hole, plot right. hole. It's just like, just because you don't know yeah. doesn't mean it's not a plot hole or just because they didn't tell you exactly why or how that needed to be that way doesn't mean it's a plot hole. Yeah. You know, maybe they should have told you, but doesn't mean there can't be an explanation for it yeah. at the same time. I, I, so it's it's a little here and there. And like I said, it's a TV show and, yeah. you know, on to the next episode. <laughs> what I liked about it was like the, like how they, number one, uh, I love, I, I hope that this is not the last time we see an IG droid. I think that that IG-11 is going to be either A, it's the man. Uh, I loved that the Mandalorian hated droids. Yeah, I, did I really liked that he hated droids. droids. <laughs> and I honestly think that, that part of it could be because of those flashbacks and because mm. he got hunted down by those B2 droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that, you know, the Trade Federation, you know, yep. was droid army and, you know, killed his family, you know, yep. whatever. I think that could be part of it, which is very, very cool, cool to me. But I love that he hated droids. <laughs> and then uh, I, so I think that either A, he is going to take this IG-11 droid and reprogram Repair. it or whatever, and it'll be the only droid that like he trusts. It'll kind of be this weird dichotomy of That'd characters. Cool. Or someone else is going to repair that droid, mm. and he has a vendetta against He's the man after him. <laughs> 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 um, but w- wow. What, uh, two things that were just perfect about the IG-11 character. Again, yeah, definitely the Taika Waititi doing the voice, yep. and uh, which... I thought very much could have been over the top easily, mm-hmm. but it, it really wasn't. Like I said, yeah. it was such a robot, uh-huh. and it even sounded like I've I've uh, I've seen IG eighty eight in a couple of uh, like uh, games and nice. stuff like that, and uh, not that they would all, but like the voice that they had put for those type of droids, it was very much that kind of voice. It kind of sounded like. Uh, the droid in Return of the Jedi that's like torturing the other droids. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're a feisty little one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of sounded like that where it's just like, it, it sounds like a recording. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like a, like this droid. And then even the dialogue that he says sounds like a very kind of matter of fact, just uh-huh. like text-based, just like yep. dialogue. Um, affirmative. I, at, I, I agree. Even as you opposed know. to like the droid in, in Solo or the droid in uh, Rogue, uh, Rogue One, like yeah. they're very human. Very human. Like in a way that is disconcerting Yeah, at times. Yeah. And this is very much like, this is like C-3PO. Like this is like the, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is. And C-3PO is, can, can, can be more human. And I think it's, you know, pu- pu- pulled off in, in his own way and not, and not over overdone. Um, but yeah, it's still very, very droid like, and this was, yeah, even more droid like in my mind, the, uh, the self-destruct thing, you know, <laughs> what, what was hilarious was and, and again, in such a way that that worked, you know, and again, you just, a, another testament to how like a one-liner can fix everything, Yep. you know, just like you, you just throw out one one-liner, it's in my programming, I can't get captured, I don't see any way out of this, I'm going to blow us up. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's again, it's just like, there's no emotion in this. No. It's just like, this is what I got to do. 
whatever. And he's like, no, he we're blasting our way out of here. Like, he freaking, like, stop it. Stop it. We're, we're, we're not, we're not, do not. I must, what's even the, what's even the term? What does he say? I, uh, I, I must, uh, I'm blanking on it. I, was it self-destruct? I think it's I think it is self-destruct. It's just self-destruct, yeah. No, we're not, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah, and like at every turn, he keeps trying to. Oh, like three or four times, it's like you know? he gives up, like every like every single time. <laughs> and even whenever he gets shot over there, and at the very end, you know, he and the Mandalorian grabs that Gatling gun and kills everybody. He's over there about to self destruct again. He's like, okay, I'll 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 deactivate self destruct. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, but then the other thing, <laughs> I. And you know the first time you see IG-8 is Empire Strikes Back, and you literally just see him just standing on a yeah, deck. He just stands there. Is, is all you know, and he looked kind of cool. Um, but then you're just there's also just like, what even is this thing? You know, a bunch <laughs> of hunk of junk of parts. You know that thing is. It looks ridiculous. You know, like and a qu- good question would be, how does this thing move? Right. Like, it it right. looks like this, like, da, 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 uh-huh. you know, which it probably like, was back then. Like if George had made it move, it probably would have moved like that. Exactly. And so this was the perfect time to actually have it move because it moved so robotic, but just, but then so incredibly fluid Uh in so many ways, just, just in the way that everything twisted and turned Uh and just like rotated all around the dual guns and, uh, you know, his head moves in like three different ways Mm -hmm. and like everything was like triple jointed, you know, like, like, oh yeah, if this was an assassin droid, I totally believe that now. Like he looks like he could assassinate people, you know? So uh, I loved the way that, the way that he moved was both like, uh, both dorky and tactile uh, in in the same, in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, dude. I like overall, I'm like super pumped for. Uh, the series, like the one thing that like I, I, I'm like, man, we're starting in like a, if you look at the Clone Wars, you look at um, Rebels, like both of those series started in a place that seemed like it had no, nothing to do with anything else in the larger Star Wars universe. And they, they both like end up having like great, I mean, other than Clone Wars, was, except it had like Anakin and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like that was like, but like, I felt like they, they both ended up relating to the larger Star Wars universe in these huge ways that you're like, I never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I, I just within this first episode, I see that. Mm-hmm. But then like, I hope that this whole series does that. Like, it's just like a felony thing that he like, you know, he's like, well, let's start over here and let's tell this story and then we'll show you how it connects. And yeah. uh, that's what makes me super excited for the rest of this the season and series, like in general. Cause like, for instance, you know, Rebels, spoilers for Rebels, but we didn't get into any of the kind of like, uh, Darth Maul Empire stuff, Vader stuff until like season three. Yeah. You know, like we had to go through two whole seasons before we even like saw any of that mm-hmm. happen. And um, so like I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing like where do we go with this? Because they could what if they do launch a Bubble Fetch TV show, like a spinoff out of this? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's endless in the things that they could do in both directions mm. to just doing entirely their own thing yeah. that doesn't connect and is just them telling their one-off Star Wars story to they could also bring in an endless array of things. Yeah. You know, you, you like who, who couldn't you have cameo in this? Right. You know what I mean? If you wanted, like, I'm not saying you have to, I'm not saying it, it needs to, but from what I saw in the first episode, it's like genuinely who knows, right? So it's just like you—you you could have a finale that has a Luke Skywalker cameo. Yeah, you know, you could have, um, you know, see 
Uh, like my, my big expect, you know, see a Chewbacca cameo is what I would cool. love. You know, there's it, nothing big. You know, you're just in a cantina in the same way that Obi Wan ended up just talking to Chewbacca at a bar. Yeah, there's Chewbacca at a bar. You know, <laughs> hang, hang, hanging out. You know, you're just like, oh man. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't that be so, so cool? Um, all the different uh, elements of the Empire that you're gonna see and the different troopers. I loved how just like super worn down the stormtroopers oh, were. Yeah. Just looked like they'd been through hell, man. I mean, just <laughs> super, just battered and torn and dusted. Um, and so they're. I, I don't know. Yeah, the Boba Fett spinoff series. Who knows? The beginning of the First go. Order. Beginning of the First Order. What's going to happen with the Mandalorians in mm-hmm. general? Is that going to rise to be this larger yeah. uh, plot point? Something with the Emperor. Oh yeah, yeah. So some teasers <laughs> with the Emperor would be uh, would be incredible. And like it, what's going to happen with this Yoda character? What's the long totally. What's the long game for this Yoda character? Like, I'm yeah. interested in the short in the short game for sure. Yeah. But then also, like, what's the long game? Is this character still alive in Episode Nine? Does it is it matter to the plot? Right. In I don't know. Well, nine that, at all. Like, that's how right. can it not matter to the plot in Episode Nine if this totally. character is a, a force using thing that the Empire gets a hold of it? Yep. Does, does it die at yeah. some point? Is that, is that the out that you have to kill it at some point? You know, just so it doesn't uh, affect the rest of the story. Well, but Sith. like, yeah, <laughs> so many things. And uh, I think, wouldn't it be so cool? If the Mandalorian went for five seasons or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Which it very well could. They're filming season two right now. Yeah. Um, but that that that's just this at the end of the day, I think, is the type of Star Wars stories that I personally wanted told. Totally. When just even for, in general, but then especially when I heard that Disney was going to be buying and you know making Star Wars content. This is kind of my first thing that I just, I love the Star Wars universe. And I think that kind of like any story that you want to tell would be cooler to tell in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, and that that's where we're finally uh, kind of getting after, after years. And uh, there's several people have, you know, loved or hated or mixed feelings about uh, the sequel movies and the spinoff movies have landed with some people and, and not with others. And, and this may be the same for uh, for others where some people are not really uh, into this. I know, uh, at least from the first episode standpoint, my, my brother Jamin uh, was, wasn't really, didn't really land for him. Didn't like it but at all? I wouldn't say didn't like it, but I mean, and Jamin's gung-ho about everything. Yeah. I mean, like, prob- probably cried in The Last Jedi, and I mean, yeah. like, I mean, just like... I mean, he's the person that's like laying down on a stake when we're all just like destroying like something. And he's like, well, I loved it. Um, and it was the other, he was just like, ah, I was bored. I wasn't really Dang, interested. Man. I didn't really care wow. about the, mis- the the supposed mystery of the Mandalorian character. Wow. Like other than like seeing Yoda, I didn't really care about anything in the episode. Wow. Oh, whatever. And I was just like, Duh, disagree. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know like, do, I, I, I don't know what to tell you here, man. But like, I, I, I really, really liked it. I liked that these uh, just bounty hunter, edge of the galaxy stories yeah. are going to be told. It feels like a, it feels like a video game, like in some ways. You know, I, yeah. I, I liked playing like the Jedi Knight, Kyle Katarn totally. games, uh, where a, a similar, you know, type thing where you know we're taking place after Return of the Jedi and. You know, he's out there just finding his way in the galaxy and figuring out how to be his own Jedi. And it's just this totally different story that took place still a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I'm, uh, I will be tuning in 
as often as it comes out. And I, uh, I totally understand the week to week format, but like, man, I wish it was just all released at once. <laughs> I do too. I know. I just want to watch the whole thing. Right I get now. it. I, it's definitely a better marketing strategy. Oh you know, yeah. Cause just people are, t- you know, we're, that you'll, and you'll like, talk about it multiple times yes. in the podcast yes. and more YouTube videos will be made from it. And it's more marketing for rise of Skywalker. And it's, you know, it's, I get it. Well, like, and what's funny is I was talking to some people at work who like, I mean, they're huge Star Wars fans, but they're actually like, uh, they were, I was like, I wish this was all released at once. They're like, no, I'm so glad it's not. Like, and they related it to like Stranger Things. Like, man, I, I like missed the first weekend of Stranger Things and like everybody had seen it and then I had no one to talk about it with because everyone yeah. had seen everything. Right. And so you couldn't really talk about like, what do you think this is? Because they already knew what that was. Yeah. And so like that conversation, they're like, I, that's, that's the part I enjoy is being able to talk to friends about it and that kind of thing. I'm like, I get that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We wouldn't uh, be doing this right now. We'd be reviewing no, the whole I told season. You, I, 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 I've said multiple times, you know, especially in the, in like the sequel era of movies, like I feel like I end up enjoying like the lead up to the movie releasing yeah. uh, more than I've actually enjoyed uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, just because like I, I, I like being a fan. Like, yeah. Totally. I think it's fun to be it's a, a hobby. fan. It's the hobby. It's it's the hobby, and uh, and even and I and I can I can overlook more flaws than like some other people can't. You know, like my my love for the prequels. You know, you know. Yeah. Sh- sh- I like the prequels too, man. They so, have they episode have, two, not so much, but the other two, I love. They have many, many, many flaws, and I've seen the whole prequel trilogy multiple times this year. Like, uh, it's just like <laughs> yes. legitimately. Like, I mean, it's just uh, they're still just like part of the family to me, and I and there's so many aspects about it that I enjoy and it's I think the Mandalorian is gonna be the kind of the the new hot thing for me. I, I've been saying all year, even before it came out, man, if you gave me like a, a, a specifically only choice, you can only see the Mandalorian or episode nine. Oh yeah. Mandalorian. Hundred percent. Even though I'm very excited about episode nine. Yeah. I think it has a chance to be uh, the best one of the of the new trilogy so far, if not the best uh, Star Wars movie that's been released by Disney so far. But uh, at the same time, I, I would choose this over uh, episode nine all day. Oh, yeah. If it, well, if they were like, hey, only one of them is getting made. Yeah. Or, or you can only watch one of them ever. I'm like, I would go for The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, and it's, even especially now, too. Like, I'm oh, like, especially let's just, now. Let's just keep, keep this rolling. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what do you rate this episode? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd go nine out of 10. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. where I was, too. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I love it. I can, and especially we'll see if it holds like, up, but I, I like it's great. A, pilots are hard. Like I know most, they are. Most dude. pilots are terrible. Most pilots, like I think about like most time you, you have to say the difference. Like okay, just get first past the first episode. Yeah, and you'll be locked. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> like you're like okay, but no, you don't have to do that. You no, should, like, pilots watch the are so episode. hard. You got you got to set up so much while also making it intriguing. But then you're telling a story that's this long, but then you're only allowed to tell like 10% of that. And normally that's not the most interesting part. And you're mm-hmm. like, I just, I got some cool stuff coming down here, man. Just stick with me. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, uh, especially like on the, on the pilot scale, you know, this is, this is a great pilot. Totally. Agreed. Um, something I was, I was listening to some podcast the other day or reading something about it. Apparently, like, I didn't know this, the first pilot that HBO did for Game of Thrones was just awful it, it, yep it did not get <laughs> to not get released and i'm like man they reshot the entire pilot to Game <laughs> with of Thrones. new actors yeah. and everything yeah it's insane that's a ballsy move it is a ballsy move too yeah that's not like to just can it yeah well it's how much money to be so i i it's it's easy to see that stuff happening in like current times you know them firing a director or something like that and you're like oh look at the craziness behind the scenes and that like that's that's ridiculous they, they really don't know what they're doing out there um, but then like the, 
you know, you see the ones that have pulled it off, yeah. and then you hear in, in later about it that it happened, and you're like, that would have been crazy if they would have left that, you know? Like, I mean, you've heard about like the Back to the Future thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Mar- Michael J. Fox is not the original actor uh-huh. of Back to the Future, and they shot, they shot, they shot for a while or whatever, yeah. and then like, how, what a ballsy call that you're just, you're watching the it's dailies like, no. of this thing, and you're just like, Get this guy out of here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Like, it's just business. Like, I'm not, I don't hate you, man. And it's like, ah, oh, terrible for that guy. I mean, I know, so right? terrible for that guy, <laughs> especially after they release and become monster successes. Yeah, and and get you're two sequels and everything. And you're like, did I really ruin it? Like, would it, would it have been good if I was, to, I don't know. <laughs> it's, but so, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm glad I don't have to make those calls and I, I, know. I, I commend the, the studios that, that have made those calls and, and, and pulled them off, you know, yeah, just to evaluate this thing and be like, eh, cut it. Let's just redo it. <laughs> redo it. Totally. All right. Well, uh, next week, um, I forget what we're talking about, but we'll talk about something. So stay, stay tuned for that. Uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250. Yep, that's it. And, and uh, you know, you know, just uh, search the dark web for uh, for Jared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Occasionally, you might find like an Instagram comment from me, me just trolling somebody or something. You know, it's you know, or or a Facebook comment. I posted a picture on on a on a thread on on a on Facebook the other day, and that was like the first time I posted anything on Facebook in like two years, probably. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I love that. So it, it's and out you're there for another two years. It's out there. You know, you you know, you just gotta find it. <laughs> uh, please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell all your friends about us we really appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay Stay on on target. target